Don't fight in the north or the south. Fight every battle, everywhere, always, in your mind. Everyone is your enemy. Everyone is your friend. Every possible series of events is happening all at once. Live that way and nothing will surprise you. Everything that happens will be something that you've seen before. Welcome once again to You Know Nothing, Jon Snow, a Game of Thrones podcast. I am one of your hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in the U.S. of A. And with me in the state of Michigan is Eric. Eric, how's it going, man? It's going well. Excellent. And in the state of New York? Hey, this is Mike. Mike, how are you? I'm fine, Phil. How are you? Doing well, doing well. What we are here, we are a podcast that discusses uh, the television show Games of Thrones. And we do a recap, critique, and in some case, uh, not spoilers, but... Just spoilers on the episode we're discussing, but prediction talk about the third episode of season seven entitled The Queen's Justice. You can find us on darkdiscussions.com, which is our uh, original podcast. This is a spinoff of the Dark Discussions podcast. And you can uh, find You Know Nothing, Jon Snow, a Game of Thrones podcast under the RSS feed uh, on Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher as its own podcast, or if you prefer to hear us on our Dark Discussions podcast, we will uh, be able to uh, be heard on the Dark Discussions feed, which also does pick up You Know Nothing, Jon Snow. Um, So, Eric, um, you actually do um, one other podcast plus Dark Discussions. That's right. Uh, The podcast I do myself is a general interest podcast called the Scancity Podcast. That's spelled A-S-K-A-N-C-I-T-Y. You can find it on Google Play, Stitcher, and the iTunes Store. Excellent. And Mike, uh, you do a number of podcasts as well as uh, a genre blog. Well, the genre blog is mine. is Unnatural Selections, www.unnaturalselections.com. Uh, well, the good other po- for you! <laughs> the the other podcasts that we do, of course, are uh, Bullets, Brothels, and Bots, a Westworld podcast, which we will hopefully be resuming once Westworld Season 2 premieres. Uh, and uh, Searching for American Gods, which uh, we will maybe continue when Season 2 of American Gods starts to air next year. That's right. That's right. And, of course, uh, the Dark Discussions uh, podcast. Uh, you can also uh, leave reviews on iTunes for You Know Nothing, John So, a Game of, Thrones, Game of Thrones podcast, or for Dark Discussions, which, again, includes um, You Know Nothing, John Snow, a Game of Thrones podcast, since it is a spinoff. Um, but if you do want to hear us uh, weekly, we do discuss a new genre film each week on Dark Discussions Podcast. Everything from mainstream Hollywood blockbusters such as Wonder Woman and uh, not-so-big blockbusters like Alien Covenant, as well as independent small films and such, such as uh, The Lore, a Polish-language film, uh, horror film, and... Um, I can't even think of some Australian movies where they rape women. Yes. Australian movies such as the Berlin syndrome and hounds of love, which are, 
uh, it's an Australian type of thing, I guess, Eric, right? I, I guess each country has their background. It's a, it's a, it's the second most popular pastime after cricket. Ah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, if, if it comes from Australia, it's either, uh, as Eric stated, or uh, crocodiles that eat you, one or the other type of film. Um, now, uh, it's all a joke. We love our Australian listeners, and we do have uh, a number of them. Um, now, uh, we do have some emails. We'll, we'll go into them in a little bit. But uh, before we do that, uh, any Game of Thrones news or information or tidbits anybody have that they want to discuss? I got nothing. What about you, um, Mike? Or, yeah, sir. I mean, Mike. Yeah, the, uh, the showrunners for Game of Thrones have announced they're doing a, a, uh, a new series for HBO, which is completely separate from the Game of Thrones universe. It's pretty stupid, it sounds. <laughs> Okay, it's uh, and it's creating a bit of a stir, which is that it's a uh, it's supposed to be an alternate history uh, of what if the there was no civil war or the South had won the civil war. I'm not entirely clear on that, but what if the South had seceded and stayed separate? Um, now there have been lots of books written along these lines over the years, uh, but because they're turning this into a TV series, a bunch of people have gotten their underwear in a bunch. And are complaining that they're planning on depicting a confederacy where slavery still exists, which I'm not sure they said they were planning on doing it as a good thing. I'm actually <laughs> fairly certain that they were probably not. Well, two, two things, Mike. Um, I, I would state that if the confederacy had won and became an independent nation, uh, eventually slavery would be gone uh, because by that time... Um, there were still some countries, and I believe Brazil still had slavery at one at that point. But all in all, uh, everything pretty much was was uh, ended before the 1900, uh, the year 1900, uh, throughout all North and South America. Uh, and second of all, I think it's a stupid idea because it's just going to piss off everybody, including uh, folks, uh, African American folks, as well as. Um, uh, Caucasian folks who are have strong ties to their heritage um, of the people who their ancestors who fought in that war. So I think I think it's going to piss off everybody, and I don't think it's a good idea at all. But that's my I like opinion. the I like the fact that it'll piss off everybody. Um, I, I don't think somebody necessarily writes something like this as a because uh, I agree with you that in all likelihood, if there was if the South had had managed to maintain its independence that slavery would eventually have stopped existing just because of industrialization would have made it economically impractical. Um, but I don't think this, I think this is more of a, a thought experiment rather than trying to say, well, what would really have happened? Uh, nevertheless, it's still, I think way too soon for people to be getting up in arms, especially since the other two showrunners they have working with them are black. So you, it's not like there is no representation going to go on here. Um, I'm not saying that they can't produce something offensive. I'm just saying let them produce something before deciding it's offensive. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I agree with that, Mike. I mean, anybody can make anything they want, and um, viewers will determine whether or not it survives or or whatever. Um, I would state that it's just opening up a lot of uh, issues and wounds that aren't necessary um, it, because. Again, um, 
I don't know. It's, it's I just think it sounds silly myself, but I don't know if I would be uh, one person to watch it. Do you think Man in High Castle is silly? I haven't I haven't seen that. Uh, Eric. You know um, what it's about, right? Yeah, it's 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 uh, World War Two, right? Yeah, they, it's, they, uh, if the Axis had won. Right, right. Yeah. So uh, similar premise, but uh, but I don't know. People aren't stomping their feet over that one, and that seems uh, a little weird to me that they don't mind that, but they're getting all upset about this. Well, well one one, le- one legitimate point I heard somebody bring up, which is that. You don't go driving around the country and still see a lot of people, anyway, uh, flying Nazi flags. Uh, Germany has very much turned its back on on, on Nazism, right. uh, and I'm not so quite so clear on where Japan is with its uh, its history. But in the United States, you obviously still have people who uh, have strong um, nostalgic ties to the South. And you still have battles over the Confederate flag. And so I guess there's people who think, well, this will just exacerbate those issues and you'll get people rooting for the South. And uh, I I think that maybe these people need to see that it was a bad thing. I don't think I have that. Maybe it isn't as worthy of as quite as much endearment as they give it. But then again, I'm a northerner. I get get what you're saying. Yeah. So I, I I can see that point. But again, let's let's see how it's handled. Because if you have someone saying who are, I, I don't see anyone who is publicly who is. And uh, I Mike, know people. You're, you're yeah. speaking truly like a northerner, by the way. But continue. I know people who are southerners who are have no issue with the Confederate flag, but they're not going woohoo. We want our slaves back. They're not defending slavery. In fact, there have been a lot of of tortured logic uh, arguments, logical arguments made over the years to try to justify why. The Southern, the, the the Civil War really kind of wasn't actually about slavery, so that they could sort of keep their uh, yeah. keep their yeah, yeah. save face. Right. Yeah. And I, I don't. I think fortunately that's kind of fallen by the wayside, or it's not doesn't have nearly the cachet in uh, in in, the, in historian circles that it may have had 50 years ago. But um, yeah, I don't have an issue with anyone trying to confront this head on. And if they piss people off, then it pisses people off. Right, right. Yeah, and that's a fair point. Again, I, I, I'm on the 100% opposite side of you on this issue, Mike. But again, um, it does, I don't care if they make it because, again, it's not my money. And, and I you don't have to watch it. Exactly. Right. I won't have to watch it. So if they do want to make it, you know, fine with them. However... If they asked my opinion, I would recommend them to choose something else to do. But that's but if just they go ahead and make it, then Phil will say, well, good for you. That's right. I'll do my uh, Christian Bale. You're damn right. And and I will, uh, I'll, uh, you know, ignore it or laugh at it if it feels so. But, you know, whatever. It's none of my business. Um... And, and unfortunately, I I was disappointed to hear that they weren't making this because I would have preferred them to do one of the main spinoffs of Game of Thrones since they seem like they know what they're doing. In well, they, they, they might be. You can get showrunners running multiple shows at once, especially when yeah. you're you're running short schedules like you have on HBO. Right, right. So, so uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, HBO is, has, is known to... Uh, uh, you know, upset people because they do have some uh, political shows and comedy shows that have upset people in the past. So this would not be anything 
uh, out of the ordinary in the yeah. long run. I think it should also be mentioned that it seems that people are more easily upset than they used to be as well. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, people are not willing to come to the middle and shake hands and see gray in anything nowadays. So, well, because in, in, in the old days, if you were if you had an unreasonable reaction to something, you would look around you and there would be a bunch of people saying, "Yeah, chill out, dude." Um, and nowadays, if you look around and there's nobody who's agreeing with you, you can jump on Facebook and find a thousand people who agree with you and say, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Yep, exactly. Social God media. bless social media. Pers- perspective yep. sucks. <laughs> yep. yep. Social, social media, media is a blessing for us all, right, Phil? Oh, my God. Jesus. <laughs> no, it's the worst, worst thing in my life, to be honest. I, I have to take breaks from it routinely because it pisses me off. Snowflake. Uh, what's that? Snowflake. Yeah, yeah, I admit it. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, when it comes to social media, I'm a snowflake because it pisses me off. It just frustrates me. Um, so en- enough of uh, the Confederates. That's I think it's called the Confederacy or Confederate because uh, that's really has nothing to do with Game of Thrones except that it is the same showrunners and the same, show the same guys. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Um, and there is something that came out <clears throat> that I don't know if we want to. Your fault, Phil. You asked him. I don't know if we yeah. want to save it for later or if we want to discuss it now. What's that, Mike? Uh, so it was something Game of Thrones related, uh, the, the topic of a fire white. Oh, that came oh, up I've, a couple weeks ago. Okay, I haven't heard anything about this, so um, this is this is new to me. Uh, okay, so... It's not new to me. All right, so you, what, you want to jump on this, Eric? Yeah, so basically... Uh, in some conversation, um, hold, hold on. We should point out potential spoiler warnings. Yeah, but, okay, Good but call. speculative, speculative spoiler warnings. How's that? Um, in a conversation that George R. R. Mar- Martin was having with somebody, he mentioned the term "fire white." Uh, now, up until this point, uh, whites were the term is applies to Game of Thrones was referring to uh, the dead people led by the Night King, um, but. It appears that he may have conceptually uh, had fire whites in the Game of Thrones series as well, of which uh, I guess uh, Derek, uh, Beric Tadarian would be one, correct? Yes. Yeah. Uh, people who are, are raised from the dead by the Lord of Light rather than whatever power uh, the, the Night King has. So, uh, as to whether this is all just... Uh, Something that's going to come to fruition in the television series, or uh, just George R. R. Martin fucking with people? Who knows? Because he does like to do that every now and then. Okay, but but the the fire whites, assuming it's these folks, Dargarian, however you pronounce his name, um, they're sentient versus the whites, which are, just seem like dumb. Well, and it, there, there's a whole bunch of unclarity around the whole situation because. Uh, Martin just dropped the term once in an interview, and I don't think there's been anything since there. Has there, Mike? Not really, because there's questions, so does that make Jon Snow a fire white? Um, is, um, it, it makes it almost sound like it's just a, a term, because people yeah, who have been I, raised I think, I think rather than a monster. Yeah. Well, and the question is, how does it work? Because, for example, we know that the, the white whites... Uh, as we've seen, are like are the the the, the, the White Walkers, 
Yeah, they like. I think, would, I, th- I, think, I, think like, I think it makes sense to go like White Walkers, Red Walkers. Maybe that works. But the White Walkers like die instantaneously when exposed to fire. But Jon Snow obviously hasn't died when exposed to snow or cold. Right. Well, we should clarify. I believe that Whites and White Walkers are two significantly different things. Right. Okay. The White Walkers if, if, if are my really. My understanding is correct. The White Walkers actually extinguish fire. Uh, whereas the whites themselves are the ones that die instantly. Right, and we got to remember the White Walkers is uh, a term that is barely used in the books. Uh, they're called the Others in the books, but the game show runners decided that the word the Others would be somewhat confusing, and so they decided to use uh, the term White Walker, which is used a couple of times in the book to refer to the Others. Uh, so right. So if you remember Hard Home, uh, when Jon Snow confronts that one White Walker in the collapsing building, or the uh, other, the, the dude walks right through a fire with, with and pretty much extinguishes it with his presence, uh, which is the difference I'm trying to point out. Makes sense. Um, yeah. So it's almost like the whites. I mean, I mean the others, the, the or the White Walkers, are the, are the direct opposites. Of the Donar Galgarians, or what, how do you pronounce that guy's name again? What's his I, name? I don't know. Beric Dondarrion? Yeah. yeah, Beric. Beric and Jon Snow are are the direct opposites of the others. And then the Whites, which are the undead zombie things, seem like to be a completely different thing altogether. But then the term fire white doesn't make sense because the others aren't called ice whites right yeah i don't i don't see they're not exactly comparable in in my eyes yeah interesting whatever i think it's martin just messing with us right and they this does tie in because they talk about in the in the novels barrack dondarian gives his gift of life to caitlin stark and she comes back as lady stoneheart uh which they could not do for budgetary reasons in the tv series so this may be something that plays out very how differently. Do you know, how do you know it was budget, Terry? That's what they said in one of the articles I read. I wonder what the budget is they couldn't do. That's kind of interesting. Uh, probably well, the let's, actress. Let's keep in mind it was, it was much lower in earlier seasons. Oh, the, the actress, yeah. Okay, maybe they, maybe they couldn't afford her or they didn't want to, yeah. Well, and afford her, plus they would have had to do a lot of either makeup, whether practical or digital, for Lady Stoneheart because she was supposed to come back after sitting like at the bottom of the the river for a couple of weeks or days or something. So she didn't come back looking quite like Jon Snow or, you know, even Beric Dondarrion did. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they could have changed stuff around and just made her like pale or something. I mean, they, I mean, uh, Tyrion, they, they got rid of her, his, uh, one, you know, his husky colored eye, like the husky dog. Right. And, and then, uh, Daenerys, they got rid of the, the purple eyes and just have her have whatever color eyes she has as an actress. Right, so, but we also see that they haven't really done jack squat with Beric Dondarrion in seasons 3, 4, 5, and most of 6. Right. And he's been in one episode so far in season 7. So, right. you know, it, it probably was not something that they've decided to spend time on in the series. Right. But that still doesn't explain why the Griff isn't here. Time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. Efficiency is coming. Yeah, yeah. But basically, they they merged Stoneheart's character with a bunch of other characters, Arya and Darn Rick, Darn 
Barrick. Barrick Dundarian. Barrick Dundarian. Barrick Dundarian. There you go. And and then the Griff they just merged in with Daenerys basically. Right, and just as they they oh and, and Jor and Jor they merged in with the Griffs. Uh, some guy named Covenant, which is the the new the other Griff. Right, and just like there was some friend of Arya's who was supposed to marry. Ramsey Bolton and yeah, they just, yeah Jane Poole they, yeah. right, and they changed it to Sansa because it just made more sense. Yeah, yeah, and then they eliminated uh, Tyrion's friend, uh, which is a, a little another another dwarf, a woman that goes along with him, uh, and they got re- re- eliminated that character. So they, they changed a lot, to be honest. So, um, and of course, they 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 changed the fact that and killed off Stannis when he's supposed to win it all, but these things <laughs> do. <laughs> Just kidding. The, the, you the just standard. made that part up. I made that part just, up. Just yeah. FYI for the listeners. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, let's see. Uh, anything else? Um, anybody wanted to bring up? Um, that, that was new to me, the, the fire white thing. All right. Uh, I guess that's it. So uh, I'll bring up uh, uh, some emails we got here. Emails. Uh, we got one email from a gentleman named Sean Fox. Uh, Sean Fox is a loyal listener. He's also a Patreon um, donator, which we appreciate. Uh, he is uh, a friend of ours from Canada, and he is a ginger, as he calls <laughs> himself, which is a, a, a redhead. And uh, that's what he has to say. He goes, uh, episode three, The Queen's Justice. Uh, he goes, well, hello. It is that time again, gang. I just finished this week's Westeros adventure via Littlefinger's teleporter time machine and i feel a bit of a pall after watching uh it was a fine episode and it moved the story along but it also felt a bit rushed in trying to do so i understand they financially can't afford to do the build-up to epic battle sequences and thus we get truncated versions of them but for me it kind of takes away that punch or fire i also think that knowing the cap on remaining episodes for the story they're telling I understand this will be probably how it re- feels the rest of the way to the finale of Westeros as we know it and the rise of our one true sovereign, the misunderstood Night King. I won't belabor this further, but Lady Elena's passing is a truly sad one, and hence not many will live out this grand game no matter how much we enjoyed them as they played or were played. I will credit that Cersei's justice for Marcella poisoning by Alaria as far more devilishly sinister and genius than I expected. I was kind of expecting a gory ending via the mountain, but the long psychological slow burn she chose is far more satisfying in this narrative. I will have to watch the episode again, but the Lannisters outplaying and outthinking Daenerys and her wonder team move after move. So far, only ups the final stakes and body count to come. It will be interesting to see who rules the graveyard at the end. Laughing out loud. Thanks, as always, for podcast awesomeness, and I hope you all have a great week ahead. Sean from St. Albert, Alberta, Canada. All right. Very good. Thank you, Sean. Um, now, uh, we, we have a couple of stuff from uh, Michelle Barkley and stuff we'll read at the end because it goes into even further spoilers and we'll, we'll just read that, her stuff at the end. Uh, but uh, this episode was called The Queen's Justice. Uh, it was directed by Mark Myloid, uh, who directed last week's episode as well, Stormborn. Uh, and this one is written by David Benioff and D.B. Weiss. 
Uh, it was July 30th it was released, and the numbers are not released yet. Uh, last week's episode was 9.27 million uh, viewers, which was Stormborn. Um, that's all I got. Um, so, I guess uh, we could talk about the episode. Uh, did you guys notice that uh, Castle Rock, which I was expecting would appear, did not appear as one of the little machinations or whatever you call those things uh, during the, the credits. I did notice that. However, given what happened during the episode, uh, I understand because it seems to be insignificant. Yeah. Well, I think it would have set up the faint better for the audience. Um, plus, they showed Pike, which wasn't in the episode at all. <laughs> you got a point there. Yeah, yeah that was a weird... Uh, but it, it does thing. feel me, I keep forgetting to mention, it does seem like the pacing is different because like they're they seem to be speeding through some of these or 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 shortening some of the sequences to fit in the whatever ninety second uh theme montage because it seems like the 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 wall segment right is a little shorter um so I don't know if they sped some up if they shortened some, but there's something that feels a little wonky to me about the editing in it or the the pacing in it, which is a really minor thing, but since Phil brought it up mm-hmm. Yeah, well, well, I mean, the, the song sounds like it's the same length. It's still a minute. Well, the song sounds like the same, but I think they're trying to cram more into it in this uh, using the same song. Yeah, they they, they so, did get rid of Essos completely, which is a damn good thing because that was the worst part of the entire show, the first six <laughs> seasons, in my opinion. But um, you're right; maybe they're adding other things. Uh, I, I felt it odd that they did have Pike, which Pike is literally right next to Castle Rock, so you would figure that they may have put Castle Rock in there, and I do like your point, Mike, which it would have gave us a nice faint um, and, and make it seem uh, more important than it actually turns out. Um, but, yeah, I mean... I, I would like to theorize that they already had the uh, graphic made for Pike, Pike uh, and that shit probably isn't cheap, so... Maybe, yeah. maybe they were just like, uh, no, we're not going to make a new one for Castle Rock. Just throw Pike in there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Could be. Could, makes sense. Makes sense. Um, so even, yeah. though, even, even though the show does have a massive budget at this point, uh, stuff still costs money, and uh, showrunners will still uh, scrimp and save where they can. Like, yep. like, like some of the wigs on this show. Yeah. Yeah. Cersei's uh, blonde <laughs> wig for years. Cer- 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 Cersei's wig is not the best. No, no. Um, now, uh, what was I say? Um, a lot of time traveling, or, or, or whoop speed, Scotty. <laughs> we need the power. Uh, so there's a lot of that. This episode, we'll talk about that as we get into it. Um, uh, so yeah, uh, where we want to start? I, I guess we could start with uh, you know nothing, Jon Snow. Yeah, well, that's where the, the episode starts. So yeah. You sound bummed about that, Mike. Well, no, it's like, don't you, like, just hate it when you go on a blind date and, you know, you you just you just want to have a serious conversation about the future and she's just all, this is who I am, this is what I do, and this is why I'm great, and this is why I'm awesome. <laughs> and, oh, my God, she's such a pompous ass. I can't stand her. <laughs> um, I, I, on a, a Game of Thrones Facebook group today, they said, uh, someone posted, uh, what character would you like to have die? And I specifically wrote... Danny, I hope a j- big giant poop falls from the sky and crushes her. 
Can't stand it. Well, I think I really think that the whole scene was was the, the opening scene anyway was just so well crafted in terms of contrasting both characters who have gotten to this point. You have the obvious statement by the by uh, Melisandre, <clears throat> Eric. You have the obvious statement by Melisandre. She's a witch. Thank you. Um, that she brought together ice and fire, which is the ah. The Ice and Fire from Song of Ice and Fire. Right. So they got that there. Um, but they do have opposites. Besides just the basic physical difference, um, male-female, blonde hair and dark hair, uh, she's obviously very boastful. And there's just something fantastic about... The introduction? Uh, the introduction, <laughs> you know. That was awesome. Uh, this, is, <laughs> this, this is Jon Snow. Not even Lord Snow... Yeah, she right, like, like she the said that goes on. This is Queen of Dragons, Breaker of Chains, Daenerys Stormborn, uh, the Unburnt, Ruler of the Grass Sea, Alicia <laughs> of the Grass Sea. And then there's this awkward pause, and they all look at Davos, and he's like, "Oh, uh, this is Jon Snow." <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, well, well, uh, it, it, it was even Jon Snow, right. Castle Black, Castle Black, Class of seventy three. I just I, it's, because. It's, John Snow like introduces himself, and then Davos is like, "Oh, I, I guess I should do what this Masandi did." And, and he goes, "Oh, yeah, this is John Snow, uh, King of the North." <laughs> King of the North, and that was it. Which well, and then and then later she goes on, and look, she rightfully goes through all the shit she's been through, and I don't. There's nothing wrong with that. As if John Snow would care about that. It's none of my his fucking business. Why do I care? Well, it doesn't matter. She's making a point, and but John has always been a very relatively humble guy, and so when you think about it, she's been brought up with uh, knowing her name, right? And that's that's been what she's had. But, so but Mike, it, it was so stupid because it's like like it was like uh, Quinn and and Hooper comparing wounds because she's trying to say I was raped and I was this and I was that, and Johnson, I was like. Uh, you, you, your whole family killed my family. I mean, who? I win. You know? No, well, but that's not what she said. That's not what he said. He didn't say anything. It was um, your perception of this scene is not to be trusted, Phil. Yeah, it was uh, Sir Davos who steps <laughs> in and he starts listing off like his rap battle of what Jon Snow has been through until he gets to the big John one. On. Yeah, he's like. And he came back from the fucking dead. Beat that bitch. And no, that's that's so it's like Ixnay on the resurrection ray. <laughs> right. And and that's again, but because she doesn't know what he's accomplished, he doesn't know what she's been through. Neither one knows anything really about the other. But so if you look at she's she was raised with the whole idea of you are the stormborn you're a part of this family this is what makes you great this is what makes you special where john is the bastard who has no entitlement to anything and she was promised and she was betrothed and made up to be a big thing and he was i'm just going to shuttle off to castle black and forget that i have any future whatsoever now these two characters have taken very different walks in life to end up at the same Point. It's almost as if one of them is ice and the other is other fire. is fire. Yes, I, I was very disappointed with uh, Tyrion because uh, the moment he saw Jon Snow, he should have said, "I defect." No, That's because I, I think I think I would have defect. Daenerys is well. Yeah, worthless. but you're also slightly retarded, so <laughs> I would defect to the north. 
Oh, we are so getting an email on that comment. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't say it. Everybody blame Eric. It's uh, darkdiscussions at AOL.com. Refer to Eric's uh, terrible deeds. I'll say it again. Phil, you're retarded. I have no comment. Uh, so, but, yeah, anyway. it's, but no, I mean, he and he makes a better case. Oddly enough, he, Tyrion makes a better case for Daenerys and for Jon Snow than either one makes for themselves. That okay, I'll get over with that. That's true. Yeah, unfortunately though, Tyrion's on the wrong side. He's on Daenerys' side, and not Jon Snow's. Give it up. I'm telling you. I so, like when they were approaching the castle, and uh, Judd Snow and, and Sir Davos get their first glimpse of a dragon. <laughs> the dragon comes swooping over the walkway. They both basically just like fucking hit the deck. And like Tyrion and Masende are just looking at them like, yeah, you can get up now. <laughs> we got dragons. Oh, and then Tyrion goes, I would like to tell you that you get used to it, but you never do. You never really do. Right, right. Yeah, um, yeah, but it's it's definitely um, now to get back on, to be serious instead of my anti uh, Targaryen bashing. Um, it's yeah, they're definitely completely different characters. Jon Snow is a leader that doesn't want to be a leader, while Daenerys um, wants everything, and yeah, she wants to be a leader and hasn't earned it. Right, well, and, and maybe she kind of has it this time. Well, I think some of it she has. Yeah. Well, yeah. not 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 in uh, Westeros. No, not in Westeros. Not in Westeros. But, right. But I think if you look at most of the people who are leaders in Westeros, um, first of all, there are not many left by the end of this episode. <laughs> um, right, because we've lost. Yeah, we'll get into it. We'll you, get you, 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 yeah, you, you have at least two more houses that are completely decimated by the end of this episode. Um, so we got to pick somebody and. Uh, well, you don't have to choose any of these. I mean, Jon Snow sums it up perfectly in one of his statements here, uh, which is, uh, there's three lines in this episode. That, uh, the la- I've been, last episode I used a quote from um, the show as the opener, and then go into the music, and then we, we start talking, and I'm going to do it again. This one, and there's three lines in this, this episode that work. And one of them was when Jon Snow says that the only reason you are considered a queen or a leader, I mean, I'm, I'm obviously paraphrasing, is simply because of, of a birthright and nothing else. And um, it was a great line, I felt, because it makes a point, which is her only uh, statement for leadership, no matter what she's done, good or bad, is simply because she, she happens to have the, the right DNA, and that right DNA is only because of being a Targaryen, and and that alone doesn't even make her a legitimate claim to the throne because a, a good percentage of the population don't like Targaryens anyway. And I yeah, I, but I, yeah, but the bullshit part of that is: Do you really think that they would have named Jon Snow King of the North if he didn't have, it, or if they didn't believe he had some Stark blood in him? No, in fact, it's explicitly stated. Yeah, and and that's a fair point, but but he's not looking for uh, the king of Westeros either. He just wants independence for their people. I mean, the Northerners are are um, very independent folk, and they want. Well, and I don't even under I don't even know if he's really on board with that. He just wants to try and save the world from the White Walkers. 
That's true. That's that, that's really his deal. That's the I mean, and and that's why he gave up his uh, seat as the. Uh, the oh my king god! Of the watch it's, the king of the watch. Uh, that, yeah, oh, no, it's uh, the watch, the, knights, yeah. the watch commander of the watch. Right, command, oh Lord, god, Lord, Lord commander, Lord yeah. commander. Couldn't pull it out of my brain. Sorry. Um, yeah, because uh, if he thought he could have accomplished it, that I'm sure he would have stayed up there. But he was like, "Shit, I got to get me south and do some recruiting because uh, this ain't gonna do the trick." <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and to be honest, I don't even think he wanted to recruit people from the south. He he just wants the, the frigging he obsidian. He doesn't give the, he doesn't give a shit where they're from. He just needs more people to fight this war, and he wants the obsidian. That too, yeah. Right, and his thing. I think if you are, and we watching the scene earlier, his issue isn't that they want to be free and independent. It's that he doesn't know her. Right. That he that he's been given a trust by the people under his command, mm-hmm. and right. he doesn't and he doesn't want to betray that trust by handing him over to someone who could be the next Mad Queen, which of course is not going to be her because we already have a Mad Queen in the making. Uh, in case well, I'm, I'm, making. Still, <laughs> I'm still not convinced. I, I still think something's going to happen. Well, and you're uh, still wrong too. Um, no, I don't know. It is some, a lot. A lot of the podcasts I'm listening to are beginning to agree with me. Um, but that Cersei's also wrong. No, that that Daenerys. Um, there's something off with Daenerys. Um, oh no, no, no! It's not that there might not be something wrong with Daenerys because Daenerys has always been, you know, been been fighting two different impulses. I'm oh, saying I, that I, I, I was I, disagreeing with a different point there. I was disagreeing that Cersei is all good and fluffy. Yeah, oh, I would say. Oh, no, I, that's, I, that's I, not I would say true. Yeah, yeah I, it's possible that she's going to be the Mad Queen after the next, but the next Mad Queen is the one sitting on the throne right now. Oh, honestly, though, Mike, I think Jamie's line later in the film is a hundred or episode is a hundred percent correct, which is, uh, no matter what a person does to get the the, the crown and, and unite the country, when the people are back to their normal lives. Um, it won't matter, and and that could be possible because you can have ruthless people that come to power, and then when they're in power and everything is solidified, they're not ruthless anymore. And I'm not saying that's good to get there because you're still a murderer. No, but I don't execute that, it. But, but but I don't I don't think that's Cersei. Well, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you could be right, but um, I mean, we've we've seen this in real life where there's a lot of scumbags that uh, come into power ruthlessly and become you know great statesmen depending on your your uh, you know definition of a great the word great um so yeah i mean i think that's his point because i mean how many people has cersei's killed versus daenerys you could argue that the people they're equal even if their motives and reasons are completely opposite they've each killed is equally amount of people uh, I would suggest. Well, I think, I think Cersei is probably responsible for more indirectly, because she hasn't actually been in control of an army until now. Um, yeah. Because cause she I, I kind of feels coming from though. Yeah. No, I get it, but I don't think that's what's going to happen. I don't think Cersei is the type who could go. Who, she, she's just too unhinged. She's the one who sends the mountain out to hunt down someone for talking trash about her and bash his head in in a bar. And, and uh, you know what? That's that's what all friggin' kings and queens did uh, bef- before the twentieth century in real 
world. So it wouldn't surprise that me that Daenerys or anybody else would do Didn't, that too. No, no, not not arrest him. Not just went out. She she still has personal vendettas. Now I can't imagine what it'd be like to have to live under a ruler who can't upset, let little personal insults go, and feels the need to exact revenge on all those that he feels slights him or her. But that's kind of what she's she's petty. She's vindictive, and that's oh not yeah. yeah you, you can you can go live in China right now, and you can find what happens if you speak out about it against the government. Like so, it's still happening today. I mean, yeah, but and, that doesn't and, make yeah. And, but but that's but you're not justifying that the Chinese has a good government. I I agree. However, so I, don't I, tell I, me oddly, that's oddly so, if we, we polled Chinese, even though we know it's so a back to Tyrion. So back to Tyrion. Uh, <laughs> yes, I, I I really enjoyed the scene, uh, and and I think you know what we've we've taken this format lately where we go characters by character rather than uh, scene by scene. Sure. Uh, I think it works better that way, so I'm just going to continue with a later scene involving Jon Snow and Tyrion, if that's all right. Yeah, of course. Uh, which was uh, when, when Tyrion goes down and talks to Jon Snow, and he starts with this whole thing about, well, I came down here to brood because of my mistake, but now that I'm here, I don't want to because you're doing it much better than I do. <laughs> He's like, you make me feel like I'm failing at brooding. <laughs> that was awesome. Well, it's a, it was a, definitely a, a Tyrion one-liner, some of the good lines that we haven't seen since the first three seasons. Right. Uh, um, and, oh, another great line he said, too, was, was um, oh, most of the time I, I've, been, I've been the hand, I've been drunk anyway, so I don't remember much or something like that. That was a good <laughs> line, too. <laughs> yeah, so uh, there, this, uh, Tyrion was, was in, in great form tonight. Uh, he was, episode. he was, yes. Yeah. Um, and he and John have this discussion. John's like, "Don't you believe me?" And he's like, "Well, yeah, I believe you, but it doesn't matter because I'm not the one you need to convince." Um, and so then Tyrion goes back and kind of bends Danny's ear and is like, "Look, whether you believe him or not, he could be an ally. You just have to work on uh, winning him over instead of trying to force yourself on him." Eric, Let you, him did, you didn't forget that great line though when a Tyrion, uh, John's leaving because Tyrion can't answer his questions, and he goes, "Why don't you ask me something I can answer?" And John looks at him. He go, and then he says something. There, there we are, a dim-witted Northerner again, or something like that. It was. Uh, <laughs> hold on, I wrote it down. But uh, foreign invaders and northern fools. Ah, yes, the two. Yes, which which sounds like it could be an episode title. But um, <laughs> yeah, do you have anything reasonable to ask? Um, I did like his line, which is a callback to episode, because uh, I just, oddly enough, watched that episode, because I was doing a season six rewatch, episode three of season six, which is the, uh, are you trying to pre- pretend your statements, or present your statements as ancient no, wisdom? That was <laughs> right. I'd, I'd, I'd never do that. <laughs> you. Right? Um, yeah. But again, and all these little callbacks, and, for, and reminding us how much these characters have kind of crossed paths with... Uh, Davos and Tyrion, who fought on the opposite side of the Battle of Blackwater, and you know when Davos at some point he says, you know, I'm sure you can take King's Landing, you know, tonight if you wanted to. We almost took it, and Tyrion just goes, almost, <laughs> just as a reminder to everybody, you know, hey, that's his proudest achievement up to this point is that he he saved King's Landing. It's a sore point because he never got recognition for it. Right. Um, can I mention since we're all in this area? Uh, what I thought was an interesting drop, I'm sure it's going to come up at some point in the next, whatever, 13 episodes or uh, whatever. 10 episodes, 
we have left, yeah. which was the line from the Red Queen, uh, not Red Queen, the, the Red Woman. The witch! Uh, thank you. That she has to come back because she's go- to, she has to die here just like you do. Yeah, the Varys. She was talking to Varys. Yes, yeah. not, 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 not Phil. Phil is not going <laughs> to die in Westeros. I don't know where he's going to die, I don't know when he's going to die, but I promise it will not be in Westeros. Oh, look into the flames, Mike. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, and uh, I, I caught wind of something really strange on Twitter today, which I did not know until now, because uh, I follow Joanna Robinson on Twitter. Uh, she does two Games of Thrones podcasts, um, and <laughs> so uh, one of which is is uh, notorious for expounding on crackpot theories. And so I just discovered this crackpot theory today, which I had not heard up until now because it was pretty much debunked by this episode, which I guess there was a crackpot theory floating around that Ferris is a merman. Okay, what? <laughs> a merman. Like 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 Ariel, like like a male version of a mermaid. Yes. Okay. So a bunch of people thought that he was a merman, and I guess we got to see his legs a couple times in this episode. Um, so people thought that debunked that he's a merman. Although somebody else pointed out that according to the documentary Splash, uh, mermaids get legs when they're on land. And, I, was, and, I, I I don't know who these people are and not, what they're thinking, to, but. Not to mention the aforementioned the lure. Yes, yes, that's true. So yeah, I don't know, but apparently, apparently, there's a group of people out there that think Maris is a merman. It was news to me. I, I don't even know where where that comes from because I don't think I, 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 I've ever I, been I brought really up once. I in really the don't show. either. It's it's uh, pretty pretty out there. <laughs> But to go yeah. back to uh, Varys and, and the Red Witch and, and avoid the merman uh, idiocy by those Red It's and Red Bull people, um, it appears that the witch is giving uh, something foretold that she and Varys are going to die together. Maybe. Uh, she didn't say together. She just said they're both going to die in Westeros. No, but that, but that, I guess, could be a possibility. But but again, no, that could be nothing because because you know I I would not doubt that Mike will die in New York unless he's on the other side of the river in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. But you're going to probably die generally where you live, right? That's, that's so a, that that's a dumb statement, Phil. Sorry. It's just yeah yeah you're going to die where you are unless you're somewhere else. Yes, that is true. You know, you're gonna you're gonna <laughs> die where you live. I mean I, I bet you're where I I could honestly state Eric that ninety five. Ninety-nine percent certainty that all three of us will unfortunately pass away in the United States. Uh, you're probably right. Yes. See my point. So the statement means nothing. I'm going to die in Westeros. You are too. I, okay, but that's where we live. What do you want me to tell you? Well, none of her visions have meant a goddamn thing up until now. Why are we now? Why are we listening now? That's right. Yeah. Exactly. Let's some, let's burn some more children to find out. What the fuck. <laughs> exactly. I mean, she's good looking, but but come on. <laughs> Well, as long as she leaves the ambulance on, of course. I was but, about to say, are, are you positive about that statement? <laughs> yes, as long as the ambulance is. <laughs> but, but um, yeah, I mean, who knows what this means? Um, and also, will this mean that I'm not disappears? spending a lot of time on that. Yeah, it's probably going to be one of those do X machina things, and this was just a little yeah, hint. So the, the Red Witch and Varys die in Westeros. So fucking what? Right, It'd be more right. of a surprise if they didn't. 
Right, no, right. but it was the idea that in some way she's foreseen Varys' death. Uh, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Her, well, her, and, her, and, her stupid non-vision, she's just trying to take and, people. And, and to be honest, it's it's good that she does it because Varys is a dink anyway. So why why <laughs> why not? You know, scare his he ass. He deserves to worry. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So so he was trying to be a prick, and then she basically makes him now like always looking behind his back. Mm-hmm. How was he trying to be a prick? Oh, he was rude to her. I mean, oh, he usually he doesn't is. like he doesn't like red witches. We we in that religion, he hates them all. Well, and, he does. He doesn't like magicians. He doesn't like people who use magic because they cut off his cock. <laughs> okay, so so you're gonna hate, uh, uh, so, you know, someone from a certain ethnicity or religion because they one person from that ethnicity or religion did that to you. I mean, come on, Mike, that's terrible. No, but I I would certainly be more for more understanding if something if somebody did that. If somebody if somebody said, you know what, I have a hard time trusting clowns because a clown cut off my cock, I would say, okay, I I, I can respect that. I, I understand. I understand. <laughs> I, but it's still. Um, uh, ab- just, just yeah, I just, I just went, Mike. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, either way, I felt he was rude, and she basically put him in his place. But that's just uh, my fact. He's just he's generally rude. Until somebody does put him in his place. And so far, we've had two episodes in a row where that happened. Uh, Danny put him in his place last episode. And uh, the Wired Wish put him in his place. She's a witch! She's a witch! Yes. Um, And honestly, I still don't trust him at all. I mean, he may have... Oh, yeah. Yeah. Him and Littlefinger both are just not to be trusted ever. Ever, ever, yeah. Uh, Mike, you've suddenly become quiet. Why is that? I said what I had to. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so uh, Tyrion basically says, "Give Jon Snow nothing," which is basically Obsidian because Obsidian is worth nothing. Why do you friggin' care? And it will make him happy and possibly have him become one of our allies. And you're and to do so, you don't have to do anything except give him rock, right. which is worth give him nothing. something that you didn't even know that it was here until he told you. Right, right. And it's not like it's gold that you didn't know about or oil. We're talking about stone. That means nothing. Although, since John, we know we know John is right, it might be more valuable like than gold, like he said up north. That's right. That's true. But I you, will I will trade every little shard of obsidian for just one fucking dragon. <laughs> I, I'm still I'm still wondering what Daenerys thinks because it's like so why are we wor- working with this guy that's crazy? He just he thinks rock is worth something. I mean, that's like me going in my backyard, picking up a stone, say, and bringing it to the store and trying to buy something. And so, you no. know, she, she's probably. I mean, we know. Here's the thing, Phil. You're looking at it from the wrong point of view. Uh, basically, John is uh, ruler of the North, right? Uh, king of the North. Although, it's king of the North, and although Danny's position is that she's king of all seven, or she's queen of all seven kingdoms. And he should bend a knee. Uh, he's made it clear that he's not going to do that. Um, and Tyrion's advice to her is rather than making everybody up north a flat-out enemy while you're also trying to wage war on King's Landing, uh, why don't you chill out, give him some dragon glass, let him go do his thing uh, while we fight this war, and we can deal with that whole situation later. Right, and I agree with you. But my my point is is that. If you were Daenerys and you don't believe in ghosts 
and stuff, you would think this guy believes there's dead people walking and thinks uh, a stone that that he could I could pick up in the back of my my yard is worth something. It's like this guy's nuts. Well, yeah, she doesn't yeah, think the woman he's... who brought dragons back into the world. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> yeah, she she's not saying that it's you know he, she doesn't he doesn't think that it's going to be going off and selling it somewhere. This is like the guy saying, "Do you mind if I pick through your garbage can for your recyclable cans so I could take right. them to the recycling center?" Right, and it's no loss for her, and he may be useful in the future. And and <clears throat> if Danny ends up being who Danny and Tyrion believe and Varys believe she is, then the odds are better that he will eventually bend the knee. Right? Now, I know you don't believe that's who she is, and others have doubted it, but that's who she thinks she is. So she probably is thinking that I don't have him now, but if I play nice now, once I get the other six settled and strained away, and she's already got actually a couple in her pocket now, then he'll see the light, he'll see what a wonderful person I am, just like Tyrion and Varys have, and he'll fall in line, especially if we make nicey-nice now. Quick question. What are the Seven Kingdoms? Um, King's Landing is one. Uh, Winterfell's another. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, And and, and that's where things get fuzzy. High Garden. Garden. Okay. Dorn. Um, okay. Castle uh, Rock. Castle Rock. Castle Rock its own kingdom? Its I own it segment, is. yeah. 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 And okay. then the Pike. Pike. That's uh, the Iron Islands, right? Yeah. Pike and, and the Riverlands. The Riverlands, right. And and to be honest, I think there may be two others uh, uh, because someone counted nine somewhere once. Well, because you can that, look at the, the twins are a small little fiefdom. You can, I'm, maybe the, I'm not sure where Pike actually falls in because if it's a major Pike, one Pike. or a minor one. Pike is considered one of the seven kingdoms because of the King Greyjoy, the Greyjoy king. Okay. Yeah, but you're right. Uh, the, like, um, oh, oh, the Baratheons. Uh, the, the, it, no, that that would be King's Landing, the Baratheons. King's right? Landing. Okay. okay. So, oh, oh, oh we, we, we forgot, we forgot uh, the uh, the the place where where uh, let the bad man fly. The Eyrie. <laughs> the Eyrie. Yeah. Is yeah, that no. part of somewhere else though? No, that's yeah, why it might be part of the Riverlands. That's what I thought. Uh, I don't think it was. That's it, Littlefinger's little uh, domain, isn't right? It? Yeah, yeah. So it used to be John Iron's kingdom or castle, and he became the hand of uh, King Robert. Okay. Um, and because what happened was Stark and Arryn join up with Baratheon to overthrow. Um, okay. Okay, so at this point, the Baratheons, which have pretty much been eliminated, are now the Lannisters, right? Except one that's rowing. Uh, well, ah... Uh, oh, no, but he's a bastard, so he's not really... All a, right. He have the Baratheon. He, okay, here, here we are. The, set, the seven great houses are Stark, Tully, Arryn, Lannister, Baratheon, Tyrell, and Martell. Okay. Those are great choice. And they're not part of the seven great houses. Interesting. Even okay, even though they considered him during the the War of the Kings or whatever it was, they considered the Greyjoys one of one of the five, well because he declared himself a king. Yeah, that's, so that's the true. War, War of the Five Kings. So yeah. at this point, the, the Brathians, uh, I mean, except for the fact Extinct. that they still show their sigil on King's Landing, we know that's not really true uh, right. because didn't Cersei sign her thing, Cersei Lannister? Right. Yeah. So. 
So House Baratheon's pretty much been eliminated, and Lannisters now have control of two out of the seven. Have eliminated a third as any type of threat. They pretty much just gutted Castle Rock, right? Castle Rock, you mean the Lannister home? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's nothing there. Not even a person, it seems. Right. Um, so they pretty much... Uh, they, they've, they're they almost about half, right? As far as influence goes? Or at least non-threatening areas? Right. Right, okay. right. Yeah, so these kingdoms are almost like nations... I mean, city-states, like in Greece. Yeah, yeah. Almost, yeah. Uh, yeah, so there's a lot of them. You're right, right. So... So there's seven houses, and then there, there were two others, which was the Greyjoys and one other, maybe the phrase, that made it nine, technically, if you wanted to extend it. And now all of them are pretty much gone, except for four, maybe, if we include the Greyjoys. Right, well, I think like the, the... Four out of the nine, I guess? I, I think like the... Um the twins, the, uh, the the phrase, though that was more a like a keep. It was a, just a strategically important place. Right. It, it wasn't a it wasn't a huge. Uh, right. And they were technically thing. aligned with the Starks. They had done. They had given their their uh, you know bow to the Starks, but they would always like be independent type sort of kind of. It was like right. France, France and NATO. You know, one one of those type of things. Uh, they did their own thing, even though they were part of the stocks type of thing, is what the phrase were. Okay, I just want to make sure my uh, assessment of the current situation at the end of this episode was correct. I think it is, Eric, yeah. Okay. Well, we know that Stark has the North, so that leaves six places. Mm-hmm. Not including the two extras. Not, including, not, not counting the two minor pieces. That the Riverlands were taken by Jamie Lannister last season. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, that's right. Um, I'm not sure where the veil is. Well, I guess the veil was the, taken the veil, by. No, the veil is still free. That's the, that's Arya. That, that's the that's the. That, that's that that was that was actually sort of taken by that Littlefinger. Was yeah, and, right. And so that's Littlefinger. So that's that goes on Stark's side yeah. at the moment. Yeah. Uh, the Western Lands would go with, which is the Casterly Rock. That is in flux right now. Um, but. Uh, the Stormlands. Doesn't no matter who officially rules Castle Rock right now. It's kind of useless. Right. Right. Uh, the Storms and the, the King's Landing. That's under uh, Lannister. Uh, Lannister. Lannister yeah. High Garden, which is uh, the Tyrells. That's now Lannister. Lannister. Oh, oh yeah. 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 And, yeah. And and yeah. and and Dorne is with Daenerys. Lannister. Yeah. Right. Right. Because they didn't. Right. Like, okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, but they're they're. Uh, they 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 had their head chopped off, so they have no government at the moment. Right? Do they know that though? I guess with I warp speed ravens, they do. Yeah. Speaking of ravens, no, no, we'll, we'll get there. Sorry. So, do we have anything else to say about uh, Jon Snow, uh, Danny, or Tyrion? I don't at the moment. If we think of something, we can always come back. But I'm, okay. I'm good. What about you, Mike? You good? I'm good. Okay. All right. So um, then we get this scene uh, with Cersei. Uh, and I got to say, although I'm not rooting for her in a big picture, uh, this this was a really tasty episode for Cersei. Um, well, first there's Douche Boy. Douche Nozzle makes his appearance. Oh, God, who, I hate this guy. Who are you talking about? Uh, uh, urine 
Piss boy. Great. Uh, oh, great. Um, yeah. So he uh, parades Yara and uh, the Sand Snakes through the streets and gets cheered by the crowd uh, and talks about how he's getting hard because um, he's so classy. <laughs> and then uh, presents Cersei with the Sand Snakes as the gift he referred to uh, that he was going to get to her that nobody else could. Um, so she accepts his gift, tells him that uh, basically when he w- if when he wins the war, uh, she'll marry him. Right. Uh, and I, I will say, Piss Boy did finally actually make me laugh this episode uh, when he starts talking to Jamie. It says. We could talk later as brothers. You can give me advice about whether she likes it rough or not, whether she likes finger in the bum. <laughs> that made me laugh out loud. Uh, I thought Jamie was going to fucking stab him right then and there. <laughs> okay, I think we were all in agreement that if at the end of the season, Cersei Lannister stands triumphant overall. She's just going to kill the man, right? I mean, she, she's never she 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 would never marry him under any. I circumstances. don't know, man. She married I, Robert. Yeah, I, you know she what? She had a like, lot less power I, then. I see your point that she could be the type that betrays him, but she may look at him as such a strategic, important piece because I mean the guy is a powerhouse that she, as long as she is the the queen the real you know the real ruler and he's just king in name i think she would marry him because she wouldn't want to um ruin the the power structure but it could go either way mike well she stands at the end and is the leader let me throw this out as a possibility um we know the ironborn will basically follow anyone who they believe is strong correct um. Well, as long as they're ironborn, and as long as they have a cock. Well, well, sort of. Well, I'm saying I could easily see that. I mean, she's got Yara locked up in the dungeon. If she needs somebody to take over that fleet. Yeah. Okay, that's a fair point. Uh, because Yara, honestly, I don't think she's one of the good guys. Anyway, she just chose a side, but she could go flip flop back and forth. That's a fair point, Mike. Yeah, she shows a side kind of out of necessity. That's not out of uh, it's not out of the realm of possibility. I'll give you that because Yara Yara was never like, uh, I believe in the Stormborn Breaker of Chains. Uh, She was like, uh, Oh, my uncle's trying to kill me. I need backup. (laughs) Uh, uh, That's it. Yeah, I want to. I want to rule Pike, and and the only way I'm going to be able to get Pike is if if I find a friend that can help me take it. Yeah. Yep. Mm Yeah, so so I mean, be honest, all of them, Elena, Dawn, Varys, everybody, I don't care what anybody says, everybody who joined up with Daenerys, except maybe Tyrion, because, well, even Tyrion, because his own family didn't like him anymore, I think everybody that joined up with Daenerys is there for selfish reasons and not because they think she's great. No. Uh, no, that's not true. Well, I don't see, see they, I mean, well, all right, obviously, the... Dothraki, and Everybody I'm talking about. Except for Yara, Westworld. thinks she's great. Uh, I don't think Elena does, and I don't think the uh, the Dawn do, do either. I think they're there. They no, but they but they were never part of her. They were never really part of her council until 
They were like part of her council for about two episodes, and then they died. Well, same same with Yara, technically too. Right, right, right. Yeah. but the ones that have been with her for a couple of seasons now. Right. Let me rephrase. Everybody who's from Westeros is only there because they want revenge on Cersei's or Yorin. Okay. No, okay. I, I'll, I'll get on board with that statement. All right, what, where am I wrong, Mike? I, well, I honestly, I believe that well, uh, Tyrion wouldn't mind revenge on Cersei. I think if Daenerys right, had... If, Tyrion, well, let me finish. I okay. think if Daenerys had chosen to stay in uh, Essos, I think he would have been perfectly fine doing that. I don't think he's someone that seeks out conflict. Okay, well, like I'm talking that. about I'm talking about her, her council besides... I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm basically talking and, Dawn... And, and I believe Varys High is a true Who? Varys? I believe oh, Varys, you, really, yeah. you really do? Oh, I don't think so. I think he's going to betray I, I believe that Varys laid out the absolute truth in the last episode about uh, where he stands and why. Okay, all right. That's fair. I, I don't believe it. I, I wouldn't trust him myself, but that's fair. That, that, okay. All right, I so you say... both sides of that coin. Um, Let me rephrase it then, Mike. I'll say Dawn, Highgarden, and the Rebel... It's true for everybody I except who yeah. it isn't true for. But, well, everybody who joined up in the last four episodes, sure. I don't have. <laughs> right. I don't. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, that's that's that works for me. I'll, I'm on board with that statement, Mike. So, <clears throat> so back to Cersei. Uh, how goddamn beautiful was that scene with her and the Sand Snakes? It was wonderful. They, now, notice they finally got a good scene with the Sand Snakes, and they were gagged. So <laughs> that was good. Yep. No, but that uh, that was a, a a delicious monologue she gave. Um, well, and to she's, Laria she's, she's about right. killing her only daughter, uh, and then using the same poison to get her revenge and and make her watch her daughter die in front of her. Um, I thought that but, was that was awesome. But see, at first, I, I thought that was actually far less creative than say letting her get raped by the mountain for eternity. Sure. Um, Maybe but, less creative, but but completely uh, delicious in in its uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, and its exactness of revenge. Well, I Ven- think vengeance, what, Eric, vengeance. Well, I think what um, I think what made it from a fairly conventional oh, I'm going to do to you what you did to me. That's yeah, an eye come, for an eye. That's the phrase I'm looking for. Right, but what I think took it from that to being a more sublime was the fact that she was going to be locked in the dungeon with her daughter's rotting corpse. <laughs> okay. Right, yeah. right. And, and, and if you don't eat, we're going to force feed you. And you're going, right. And we're going to force you to watch your daughter's body rot and decay down to the bones over however many years that takes. This is and why you're going to be forced awesome. to stare at it. And, she rules. Speaking speaking of the man who didn't want the death penalty, but anyway, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, let me for, oh, phrase. I'm not a, a fan of the death penalty. However, this is a, a TV show, and the characters are fake, so <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, so yeah, th- this is this is what took it because that's that's the twisted part, and you could see, you know, that whatever memory she has of her daughter will go because she's going to be faced with this putrefying corpse in front of her for the rest of her days and that will be what her daughter is in her mind forever right and it's and that's really the, the torturous part of it um, and, and, and yet it's it's like you, you know uh, just desserts and it's like she actually thought she was going to get away with what she did 
you know, I mean, total moron. <laughs> yeah, and I got I got to be honest, I was wondering all along uh, because I'd seen the episode titles and synopses a couple of weeks ago, and it said episode three, the. Queen's Justice, Cersei returns a gift. And I'm thinking, okay, well, someone... I'm thinking someone's going to bring her somebody. Right. And she'll be like, fuck that, and we'll chop off the person's head or something. That, that's what, And no, what they're referring to is returning the gift that of the kiss that they gave Marcella. Right. To send her off. And that's like, I was trying to think, wait, so how is she going to return the gift? Why would she return the gift of the Sand Snake? Why would she return the gift of... <laughs> well, and... So, and, and- and uh, that's the reason and why. How's he going to do it without a receipt? I, I would state that Tyrion is is a very weak character because if him knowing what Alaria did and the Stand Six did, he should have killed them. Because if he's willing to kill his own father, there's no reason why he shouldn't have killed Alaria, who killed one of his beloved nieces. I don't know if we know what he knows. Well, yeah, he said it in the last episode. He goes, yeah, he, uh, did. he, yeah, did. he said okay. it. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 would, I would not have any. Tyrion is more of a, uh, oh, God. Practical. Think, my words are failing me tonight. I apologize. He's, he's more practical. I don't, yeah. He's not the sort to put aside uh, more important gains for vengeance. The one time he's. Well, really, I wouldn't even say vengeance, I would say justice. He would worry about justice another time, and he re- and I think he recognizes that that was a case of, I mean he he well and there's also the fact that Oberyn died being his representative in combat to the death, so maybe he's a little like well, she only did it because I made that guy fight to the death. Well, he didn't. She, Oberyn made made the choice himself. He says, "I I want to be your." Hero, because he wanted to kill everybody. Right. You know where I'm coming from, though. I, I do know where you're coming from, yeah. yeah. Um, it's, just, it's just that knowing this woman murdered uh, uh, innocent is, is so despicable that I can't understand how anybody would even tolerate being in the same room with her. So He's very pragmatic. I mean, even even Daenerys should have just arrested her and executed her, similar to what Jon Snow did with the white, the Red Witch. Say, leave. You don't understand. You're missing the bigger picture. They needed their army. Yeah, yeah. It's like joining up with Stalin in World War II to kill Hitler. <laughs> we have to get that World War II reference in there. I mean, I, I didn't like. I didn't like it. I wasn't born yet, but I didn't like it. I want. I want them both dead. I want Stalin dead too. I want to do what, what, uh, what Churchill and. And Pat yeah, but Danny is Churchill. No, no, no. I Churchill just wanted, wanted to watch it. I just wanted to make your head explode. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> that's insane. Um, <laughs> so, so yes. So I, I could honestly see everybody who hates Cersei's, which is probably a, a good portion of the viewing audience, unless they know, you know, they just like anybody who's reasonable. <laughs> Well, it, again, it's it's a fun show. So, it, I mean, the yeah. villains are great in the show. I love the villains in the show. Some, some of the mm-hmm. best ever. But um, it's not like Alaria. I mean, she's a villain too, right? I mean, she really is. Well, so, yeah, she's a villain and annoying and boring somehow all at the same time. That's true, Eric. That's very true. <laughs> I don't even know how that's possible, but it's true. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, they, they, the show, and I've said this for a while, is the show has been masterful for the most part about killing a character off 
that was awesome, whether we love them or hate them, and then brought in another character that was at least equally or close to equally or even even more so awesome to replace them. And the one place that they really just fell down on the job was the, was was the Sand Snakes. It was Dorn and the Sand Snakes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mike, you were even pissed uh, because that that uh, guy that used to lead Dawn, the guy with the goat, you you know, he, he I liked it. He's an actor I've liked for a long yeah. time. Yeah. The guy with the goat? Gout. He had gout. That's why he had gout. Gout. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And, gout. and and so, yeah, and I remember you were pissed when they killed him off. It's like, why did they even introduce him? Because they just killed him off like a second later anyway. It was stupid. He had like two scenes and he died. Yeah. It was. Uh, yeah. It was just dumb. Oh, and, and his bodyguard, too. He, he looked like he was a massive, like, power fighter, and he's killed off in the second. Yeah, case. but that's okay. They, that gives him another convention circuit to do. So. That's true. That's true. That's a good point, Mike. Um, so, yeah. Anything yes. else to say about Cersei? No. Uh, uh, oh, yeah. Well, uh, one last thing. Um, well, does, he, does she like it in the butt? <laughs> well, well, wait a minute. We've completely glossed over, and man, oh my god, we're already almost an hour and a half into this. That's they glossed trying to push us forward. Yeah, but we glossed over. There was the the guys from the House of Money, whatever they're they're, they're called. Oh, the Bank uh, of uh, Oh, Bravos. very important. Bravo. Bank of right, the Bank of Bravos, basically, because this has been an issue that they for a couple of seasons now is that the Lannisters are are broke, and how can the Lannisters pay their debts if they're broke? And basically, this way. is what. One of the things that spurs them on to take down the Tyrells was to loot the gold from the Tyrells to help pay their debts. But one thing I saw, and this is not a spoiler, this was speculation, is, J- is that uh, Cersei and Jamie are d- trying to do the butt stuff or whatever. Um, and there's a knock on the door to tell them the guy from the Bank of Bravos is there. Right. And they show you the handmaiden or whomever this right. is. Yeah, and they hold on her a little longer than normal. So I've seen people suggest that perhaps she's a sand snake. Aria. No, that she might be that she's either Arya, or she will be Arya. If not at this moment, she'll be the person Arya replaces to infiltrate. I also heard pounce. that there's a fourth sand snake introduced in the book, and that this could be her. I think there well. were more than four sand snakes. Is that is that one of the Griffs? Yeah. No, no. There's a, it was there, <laughs> griffs. Uh, no, there was a, there was a four sand snake of importance. At, at in the this book. point, I think trying to tie the television series in with a book is a fool's errand. It was the it was the, it was the fourth it was the four sand snake griff the fire white that was <laughs> right exactly. <laughs> I will state this though: um, Jamie didn't appear like he wanted to. Oh my touch god! Cersei. I forgot about that, Phil. And, yeah, You're and absolutely then, right. Yeah, but but then when you know you know when something happens and your pant gets pulled down and someone starts sucking, you 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 succumb to it. I guess is what happened. But he didn't want to do it. He was trying to avoid her. Right. My wife actually, my Pam, she pointed out that it was interesting that they reversed the roles because previously we'd seen Jamie force himself on her, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and now she's was sort of forcing himself on him. Right. Yeah. He said no, and she still wouldn't stop. And I did think it was interesting. That you you had the comment of does she like butt stuff right or whatever was, was exactly you said uh, the finger in the butt finger in the, the butt. finger does she like the finger in the butt and then we cut when we cut to them in the the bedroom it's she's pulling his pants down so we see Jamie's butt right right so maybe he's the one who likes the butt maybe, stuff yeah I was gonna say maybe he's the one that likes the finger in the bum well they they didn't show any of that they just showed him no but I'm just saying it I'm extrapolating uh, they, they, 
They show Jamie's butt crack. It's kind of hard not to say. Does she, does she like a finger in the butt to, to about, oh, 90 seconds later, showing Jamie's butt crack? Only, only you, Mike, would, would, would think of the, the... No, no, not only Mike. Pretty much anybody uh, but you. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't see that at all. Okay. Yeah. Um... <laughs> But but either either way, um, yeah. So oh, and then she says, uh, "There's a knock on the door," which is this individual that you said, the handmaiden, and he goes, um, "Don't open the door. Nobody can see us like this." Right. Exactly. Kind of, all right. So are we done now with King's Landing? Sure. All right. Can we go to my second favorite scene or set of scenes? I don't know which, what that is. That would be going to Old Town. Oh, okay. Old Town with the wonderful healing climate. <laughs> that was pretty funny. There, there is really not a lot in Game of Thrones. There are a lot of laughs in Game of Thrones. There's not a lot that's played almost purely for laughs, and this whole sequence was almost purely played for laughs and exposition. Because if and, you recall, when we left Old Town, uh, Sam was flaying Jorah, essentially. Uh, in order to put ointment uh, on him and try and cure his grayscale. Right. And so, so now, you're there... Yeah, go ahead. You're there with the Archmeister, Grandmeister, or Rapmeister B, whatever his name is, um, that is saying, well, you know, this is a remarkable turn of events. It's like, I think it's just fresh air and good climate and... <laughs> Because then, because they don't want to get Sam in trouble for clearly doing what Sam clearly did, and it's the no. funny part. And, and no, funny he, part he, he like, says, oh. "I don't know, I don't know anything about that." When he goes, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, all right, yeah, sure." Oh, and, uh, and, I, and then the Grand Master's like, "Sam, come, come to my office tonight. I want to talk to you." <laughs> well, and then he's not buying it for a second. Yeah, yeah, they didn't buy it exactly. That's what I was going to say too. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, that was that was nice. Um, so Jorah well, it, is on his changed. way back to Danny, and more importantly, he has a new shirt now. He does, yes, right. And um, also, it, it it gets rid of a lot of speculation, which was Jorah and Sam were going to uh, head out together. Right. It appears that's not going to happen now. No, no, I, I uh, that's fine. I, I honestly didn't know how that was going to play out. They actually took the easiest way out of that. Because uh, I, I thought that the Maester was going to be way more mad about that than he was, and, and instead of kicking Sam out, he's just like, "Yeah, copy, copy some scrolls. That your, that's your punishment." And, and, and I and I like the fact that th- this is a universe where everyone gets punished for doing the the right thing. <laughs> Everybody gets punished for doing the right thing, and so for the the Meister to basically gloss over it and go, "Good job." That was nice. Yeah, although he's not completely. Basically, he says, you should be very proud. You saved a man's life, uh, but you disobeyed me, so here's your punishment. <laughs> oh, and then he says, uh, don't forget the weird gloves, because the the, uh, the paper, paper mites also yeah. bite. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, first of all, I want to know what he's having him transcribe, if those scrolls will actually end up being useful. <clears throat> if, it's, if it's not <clears throat> excuse me, a reward slash punishment. That's interesting. That's an interesting take, Mike. We'll uh, we'll find out. And I do have to say, though, I am a little disappointed. Look, we've had we've had a lot of men on this show. Uh, Varys, 
lost his cock and balls. I've never questioned him as a man. And and you're and uh, not you're on Theon lost his cock and balls. Never questioned his manhood. Uh, Danny calls it the pillars and the the stone. pillars and the stones. The the entire Greyjoy and all Bits the and unsullied the and all the unsullied. They lost theirs. I have never ever questioned their manhood. But but Samuel Tarly is clearly not a man. Clearly not a man. I don't, I don't understand. Well, because because of what he said, when he asked, how did you cure him of the grayscales? He said, I read the books and followed the instructions. No man reads the books and follows the instructions. <laughs> well, I, I, I thought it that was a stupid. what men do. I thought it was a stupid question because it's like, uh, how did you do it? It's like, uh, I read the book and follow the instructions like you're supposed to. And it's like the, the right. Grand Maester is like. Oh, that's something new. I never thought of doing that. It's like I don't know. I don't, I don't know how these people become maesters if if there's something sounds pretty stupid to me. Well, because there's also I imagine technique that's involved, and he's just and the last guy that tried it got Graysdale and died. Right. So. True. True. So it was either dumb luck that he didn't get that, or that he's particularly skilled at cutting away grayscale. And uh, I got to be honest, if there's one thing in my life I would not want to be good at, it would be that. Uh, well, if, pretty if, bad, Steve. I mean, you could you could probably get a, a lot of money, you know, a medical doctor. Oh no, no, not if you're a maester. You're going to be maester grayscale. You're going to spend the rest of your days the grayscale off of people. Well, you, you hmm. can go independent and, and form an office in, in King's Landing and, and uh, take clients. <laughs> so anyway, Jorah's on his way back to Danny now, and, right. and we will see. Will it take? First scene of next episode. It we'll should based episode? off of how it's going. Three episodes. Because well, yeah, they, they are speaking of uh, the speed of travel. Um, yeah, Winterfell. Uh, Sans is in charge, and she actually—I hate to say it—she seems to be doing an okay job. Um, but what the fuck is up with like? Do they not have ravens at the wall anymore? Like it's just like, hey, there's a knock on the gate. Hey, it's Bran! What the fuck? <laughs> That's a good point. Sends a, sends a raven going, Hey, uh, your weirdo crippled brother just showed up here. <laughs> well, and this is this is the thing that's upsetting me about Bran and Littlefinger. Both characters are now acting completely different than they've always acted. Wait a minute. Didn't they kill all the ravens at some point? Why do I remember that? Uh, oh. Uh, oh, in, in King's that, Landing. Kinda, oh, that was in King's Landing. I don't remember. Yeah. I don't remember I don't either. Know. We'll have to look that up. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but, uh, I well, let's, uh, they, there, there, was a, there was a lot of shit that went down up at the wall. I don't know that they have a whole lot left from, you know, season one. But either way, it's it's a fair point that is brought up. It's like, couldn't you just send the raven, right? Assuming there is at least one raven there. You know, I mean, I don't right. know. Or even a rider would admit that they're significantly faster than uh, whoever the fuck was dragging Bran along. Hodor. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> no, it's all fair points. Yeah. Uh, and, and about about people acting differently, I think there's way more reason for Bran to act differently now that he's the three-eyed raven uh, right. than there's for Littlefinger to act differently. True. Yeah, all right. Uh, but I'll tell you one thing. He's definitely... 
creepy and a freak now, that's for sure. Yes, well, absolutely. <laughs> I think people are missing something, which I don't blame them because the show does not spell this out well. Which is that Bran can see events that transpire in front of those weirwood trees. Mm-hmm. So he could see Sansa's marriage because that's where she got married. Right. right. He could not see Sansa get repeatedly raped by Ramsay because there was not a tree in the bedroom. So no, he doesn't no. necessarily sure know all this. No, yeah. no, no, no. I, I don't know, Mike. No. Then how do you see that scene with uh, with Ned Stark in the fighting? That no, wasn't Brand, by a wire word Brand, tree, was it? Brand yes, actually it was. said that I pretty sure Brand said in this scene to Sansa that it was a beautiful day and all this, and sorry it turned out. In other words, he knew that she was raped, and that's why she. Freaked. I don't. I say I got the sense that he didn't. No, I got. I have, to, I have to. I have to rewatch that scene because I didn't get through he, the episode he, a second time. He can see everything and anything, and he can't see anything and everything. Yes, he can. He's just. No, he, he can't. Has put, he has to put it together. He said. He he said he could. You have to, I know yeah, he said you have, that. You have, but, to re, you have to rewatch that whole scene, Mike. I'm telling but you. But I but I can tell you that the mythology in the show, and they've said it elsewhere, is that it's the stuff. It has, it has to be something done in the presence of one of those trees. That the reason the faces are carved in the trees is because that's how the. The, the what do you call the the people no. of the wild? Eric had a good point because uh, the Targaryen that uh, there was a tree there, not not in the, the room. The tree? Not in the room. Okay, yeah, there was there wasn't one in the tower. If he could right. see, if he could see in that tower, he could see in, in Ramsay's and Winterfell bedroom where where Ramsay raped her. I, and yeah, just rewatch that scene, Mike. Honestly, I'm yeah. getting there. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, uh, another podcast I was listening to, and I forget which one because I listened to a, a handful today, uh, said that Bran was being a, a weirdo because it's not too hard to explain, and he refused. He was like, it was just the whole, the whole scene was very televisiony set up. I felt it's like Sansa asked an excellent question, which is, I don't understand what you're talking about. Could you explain? And we, have, you know, and he goes. He does, I mean, he's, the way he explains it is so stupid. I mean, it was just a terrible. I don't know. It just it was just a weird thing. I didn't. Well, I agree. I agree. He's acting like a weirdo, uh, but I think that's just part of what we're going to get with his character from now on because he's uh, yeah. the mysterious three-eyed fucking raven. Yeah, yeah he's been he's been away for a long somewhere. time. And and she did say that John's not here, and he goes, "Yeah, I need to talk to him." So I mean, we know why he wants to talk to him. Um, to say that. He's half Stark and half Targaryen. Um, huh. It, I, yeah, it'll be curious where they go with this. Um, anyway, but uh, any for anyone else have anything further to say about this whole Bran and Winterfell stuff? Uh, just that... Um, oh, that Sansa was, I, was a powerhouse, right? She was a, as, a I leader. I don't know if I go so far as to say powerhouse... But she seems to have her shit together, which is a pleasant she, change of pace. She ordered groceries and pointed out that they should add some insulation to the armor. <laughs> um, <laughs> that, that's that's not exactly a powerhouse. Groceries. That's, and, that's, that's a good leader, Mike, because 95% of all leadership is during peacetime, and this is what people need, and, and that's the type of leader you want. That's a smart ruler. And even Jon Snow said it to Tyrion when Tyrion says, uh, so how's Sansa? And, um, and they have that great line, which is, 
she was more smarter than she let on. And John goes, well, she's letting on. Yeah, but I think, I I think for example, um, uh, boy, George, what's her name? Um, Sansa, um, Sophie Turner. She said at San Diego Comic-Con, she said that, well, she thinks she's as good as at playing this game now as Littlefinger is. And I think that's horseshit. I don't think um, anybody's as good as playing this well, game as Littlefinger. The only, the only one, yeah, the only one that's probably as good at it, I arguably, is Varys and maybe Lady Olena. Um, Not anymore. But she, she is... She, uh, she is... Uh, she has learned a lot. She is certainly not who she was. But unless there's something that's going to happen in the last four episodes of this season, um, it, she's done nothing to demonstrate that she's on the same level as Littlefinger. Other than no, yeah. Porter uh, Green. I, 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 think, I think this is more a matter of perspective, Mike. I, I, your point is valid, but I think it's your perspective versus um, the actual truth. Because I, I could say otherwise, in my opinion. Yeah, okay, how she demonstrated it. Sure. Me. Um, what evidence other than that she's hot do you have? Ah. Well, besides her being incredibly good looking and hot, and look, um, which, her uh, she's an identical twin of Boy George, so that means that you think Boy George is hot. Continue. Whatever you say, Eric. Um, <laughs> but she she's pretty. Per, she's the person that has has um, truly united the North over Jon Snow. No, I think Johnson. I think I. I You're think, alone on an island, Phil. Telling you, I, I don't on. know. I, I mean, Mike put me on the spot to stop pulling. pulling <laughs> well, like, and like for things, to start you know? backing up everything you've been saying for the well, last four years, yes. Well, and even, right like the, the spot. even the line where he said where uh, where he's she disputes Littlefinger about who knows Cersei better. Um, that was a I, great. Well, wait, I understand why Littlefinger wouldn't push it, because God knows you're a man, you stepped on the wrong, you hit the nerve with a woman, just back off. That's how it's got to go. But he worked with her <laughs> for probably 10, 20 years. Right. And he, he saw her in positions of power. He conspired with her, where Sophie Turner... confrontation between them in season one. Right, and Sansa was just basically her bitch. Right, she had a moment of vulnerability she saw in during the the Battle of Blackwater, and otherwise was mostly abused by her or her family for most of the time. She may have a different perspective of of Cersei, but I don't think she knows her as well as Littlefinger does. And I see your point there too, but um, I think she was trying to make a point, which is Littlefinger, don't fuck with me. I, I, Cersei fucking killed my whole family. Yeah, but I think he has a better idea into how her schemes work. Yeah, yeah, I agree, and yet uh, Sansa is pretty much agreeing with Littlefinger because the prior episode, she said to Jon, don't underestimate Cersei's. If she wants you dead, she'll find a way. So it's not like, you're you're right, uh, he probably knows how she works better, even though he almost got his head chopped off by her a couple of times. Um, Cersei's knows that she's a huge threat as well. While I think everybody else in the North just looks at her as just another dumb Lannister that we, we hate and we got to be careful of. But Cersei's to Sansa and Cersei's to Littlefinger, she's much more. 
Anyway, I think she has a lot more to prove. She she showed that she has some basic skills in this episode. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's all you need. Still, That's all you need. I'm still laughing about ordering groceries. Well, and and that's 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 a good leader. That's what Churchill had to do during World War II when during the Blitz. The yeah, well, no, supply, and, and, supply chain is important. That's true. Well, and that was again the original reason, going back to episode one of the season, why, why they went for, where they're going for um, for the Tyrells for yeah. the Reach because they had food. And this is Danny uh, screwed up, as we pointed out, that she decided to. Uh, not well, ignore history and split her forces. Well, to be fair, she was advised to do that. That wasn't really her first inclination. Well, honestly, I, I don't even know if, if that was her first inclination or not, but you're right. She was advised to do it, and she agreed that that was the best route. Yeah, it was really Tyrion's plan, and so also, fucked up again. But she approved it. Also, she did. she did. Also, I think this is the first time we ever found out that the Tyrells are, are lousy fighters because I had no idea they were lousy fighters. Yeah, that, 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 that's always been there. I kinda, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, see, I, I always just looked at uh, the grandson, uh, Marjorie's brother, who was like one of the best swordsmen in the in the you know the whole Westeros. So I assumed the Tyrells were great warriors. So I, I must have missed it. No, I, I kind of remember that sort of stuff being said way back. I don't remember in, specific like season scenes, three or four. But but I had that inclination, like when Olena said something about it, it, like it fit perfectly with what was in my head. So okay, yeah. See, see, I I must have missed it again. I, I just keep on thinking of Marjorie's brother, who was like a powerhouse fighter. Um, I know but, she's in there. Yeah, but but what I think was a big mistake was if that's the case, which is what you Eric and you Mike knew that the Tyrells weren't good fighters. Why would they leave the Tyrells? as they were, if they were the most vulnerable militarily. So that, that was because a Tyrion too. was being slightly emotional. Um, when he came up with his plan, uh, because when, when it really comes down to it, uh, whether it was the, whether it was the seat of t- technically the seat of Lannister power or not, I don't understand what advantage, even, even if he hadn't fallen into Jamie's trap, I don't understand what advantage holding Casterly Rock would have had. Um, I, I, I think it was a bad strategy. I think Tyrion I, came up with a bad plan because he had this emotional thing about what Tywin said to him about uh, yeah. would rather die than uh, than let Tyrion uh, take Casterly Rock. And, and but, you know what? My, I mean, uh, Eric, um, Tyrion has proven in the past that he's made mistakes as well because last season with the, the the slavers he made a deal with them and it backfired and then when Darren yeah he hasn't you know, had the best time since he was hand in king's landing right yeah, yeah. exactly well but, i think a, i think that part of it is that he's dealing with who cersei and jamie were when he left and they were a little bit different they have kind of cut ties to everything they have obviously she's she's literally burnt all of her bridges um and Castle Rock is a point of pride for the family. Right. And and he was thinking that he couldn't not fathom them abandoning Castle Rock. Right. Where mm-hmm. they have basically broken ties with everything that they would have done in the past. They don't give a shit about that. They're just worried about themselves and their holding of power 
and it's and the King's Landing matters far more to them than anything from Father. Right, right. Plus, it was sound strategy on the part of Jamie. Uh, Jamie pretty much uh, lured Tyrion in. Um, and because, uh, I mean, we get this whole story from Tyrion's point of view about Castle of the Rock and how it's impregnable, but he designed the sewers so there's a secret way in. And they show the invasion of Castle of the Rock, and it turns out that, uh, yeah, there's only uh, uh, enough troops there to for an appearance. Yeah, it was a skeleton of, uh, of it being guarding, uh, and it, and really it was a trap. And once they were there, uh, Piss Boy brought his fleet in and burned all the boats. And, and you um, know what? Even with Tyrion there, um, with Danny, it's been a few years now that both Cersei's and Jaime de- cared less about Castle Rock because Tywin wanted Jaime to go back and be the the leader of of Castle Rock. And quit the King's Guard because he only had one hand. And Jamie right. said, "No, this is my home here." And then Cersei's was, Tommen said, "You should go back and lead Castle Rock." And she says, "No, King's Landing's my homeland." So it's almost like, right. like you know, immigrants who left out their one country and now they come <laughs> to another country, and this right, is their right. home. And and so well, I, Tyrion screwed up big time there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he well, completely I, misread I, I, his brother and sister. Yes. Uh, and I will say that, like, I loved this episode, but the one scene where I was kind of like, ah, was the beginning of the scene between Jamie and Olena. Because uh, it was just like, all right, it's exposition time. And here's how I cleverly misled Tyrion and brought my troops over here to do this. Uh, <laughs> that was a little, there were like two minutes there. I was just like rolling my eyes going, oh, God. Are they really going to spell out the whole thing? <laughs> but then they transition to that to awesome uh, Queen of Thorns jabs. So it worked out in the end. And yet, you know, I, I, when I first was watching it, it was kind of a cool. But two things. One, it was said to Jamie. And at this point, I think most fans, or at least me, likes Jamie. And so that was like. Jamie's failed us. I don't like Jamie. Okay, so you 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 don't like it, but I do. So when she said it to him, I said, "What a prick!" I thought. And two, she is dead, and Cersei's and Jamie aren't. So who got the last laugh? I don't give a rat's ass what she said. Well, no. Here's and, the thing, though. Here's the thing. Uh, Jamie walked into that room, had soundly defeated her troops, um, and and drank poison and was going to die, right? Yeah. But who do you think felt better at that point in time when Jamie walked out of the room? Well, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, Jamie, because he's still living. No, no, I don't think you're right. Jamie Jamie ended the last five minutes of her life five minutes earlier. Um, I mean, she was already an old woman. She'd lost everything. She had prepared. I imagine she had prepared to die. She was certainly prepared to die then and there. But she kind of got the last laugh because what she did is deny them the opportunity for vengeance. And, that and they denied again, her. The- I, I, I see your point, but I still disagree because oh, she's right. dead. She's dead and her whole house is dead and her family's dead. Everyone is fucking dead. And Her house and is Jamie, dead already, though. And, it was, and it was Jamie... And Jamie... Well, and now the whole city's dead. And now Jamie and Cersei's no matter this, 
old woman murdered their son, as well as hundreds of other horrible things, because she admitted that she's been evil. She's dead. So I, I know it's a great thing, because Elena, who's a, a fan favorite character, she said, fuck you, I killed your son, ha ha ha, and I'm going to die of poison instead of being dragged through the streets like you could have done to me. Sure, okay, that's cool. But she's still dead, and she's off the board. So it doesn't matter. But it's still it's, awesome. It is. It, it is awesome. And I, I see how she, you could say she won because she got the jab in. But, yeah, that was the end of her story, not, and I it, think it was an awesome end to her story. But it's not just that she got the jab in. It's that they never got vengeance. I, I guess. I mean, I, I, I don't agree with that statement, Mike. Again, that's a matter of perspective more. And Well, if it failed, look at what they did to the Sand Snakes. It wasn't a case of, oh, we'll have our vengeance, chop off her head. All right, let me rephrase this. Jamie talks Cersei's out of doing the same thing to her that she did to the Sand Snakes. And all she had to say in return is fuck you and and be a dink to Jamie, who Jamie basically saved her her dignity okay so okay she fine she she rubs it in the salt in the wound but it just makes me not like her character even more because she <laughs> i what, don't know what? what show you watch phil it's what's different that? it's a different show than the rest of us watch okay i, I mean i i mean i don't know i i, I like jamie <laughs> as a character now okay these are all evil characters every one of them okay that almost every every like the only characters you could say aren't evil are maybe Sansa, maybe Sansa and John. Yeah, yeah, that's and pretty Sam, much and it. And Sam too, and Sam. It's okay, I'll give you Sam. Yeah, yeah, and Bran. Bran's not evil either. Yet, right? Yes, exactly. So, but but yeah, these are evil characters: Jamie and Elena, and, and both Tyrion. of them. No, no, he's 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 killed a lot of people too. Not a lot. That's why he's including them. No, I'd say not evil. I, I would. Oh, him. oh, well. Oh, uh, no. He, I don't know he, about that, dude. He killed his own dad. Yeah. He had it coming. <laughs> he, 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 he killed uh, uh, the the his girlfriend there too. And choked her. She had it coming too. <laughs> either either way, um, uh, my point is is that that we have two evil characters, but they're both fan favorites. Right. And. Jamie, uh, I mean, honestly, they could have took Elena and done horrible things to her, but Jamie had, had the, isn't a scumbag, basically, anymore. His character isn't a scumbag. So, That's Elena, If he wasn't a scumbag, he'd take care of the scumbags, and he would have fucking impaled Piss Boy uh, right before beheading Cersei. He's a useful That would have been scumbag. the right thing to do. No, but they need that scumbag. That scumbag has, has destroyed the fleet, well, has de- seriously saying, damaged the fleet of enemies. I'm just saying Jamie has failed us all. Um, let, let me just also point out to you, though, when you talk, it's not just a fuck you. It's who did they blame for murdering Joffrey? Tyrion, uh, Tyrion, Tyrion and Sansa. Right. And right, they were so, wrong. So that, and, and, well, and that's another reason why Elena and by pushing a scumbag that, is and Elena by, let them think Tyrion and Sansa were guilty yep. when she she and Baelish were the two scumbags that actually killed Joffrey. Though she did help save Sansa. True, but but she she basically let Sansa be known as 
um, a murderer, and therefore, if Sansa had been captured, would have been executed. But she wasn't. Right, because of, because of Baelish. Because Elena helped her escape. Yep. Well, remember, yeah, Baelish, was, Baelish was in on that plot, too. Right, and he's a scumbag, too. So, <laughs> my point is this. Remember that Jamie loved Tyrion. Yep. And now he finds out that the man he thought had murdered his brother, his, uh, his son, that by, I, by, by forcing him to be put on trial, that's what resulted in the death of his father. I don't. I don't think. I don't think Jamie ever thought Tyrion murdered murdered her, Joffrey, because he he even kind of said it during their his visits in the in the jail cells. But then Tyrion escaped and murdered their father. True. And and Jamie kind of wrote him off after that. Well, Jamie and didn't all of that really did, and all like of that wouldn't have happened if and if all of that stemmed from the murder of their son. So Elena was also taking credit for all of that. And all of these things that she that they ended up doing that were wrongheaded, that had these bad consequences, right. stemmed from that action, which and, also included the death of Marjorie, her own and her whole family. Right. So she's well, and, indirectly and, the murderer of everybody. Tyrion wouldn't have been put on trial, and the the, the uh, Prince Oberyn wouldn't have died, and so Marcella wouldn't have been poisoned. It's just an endless chain of events that was right. all spurred by the murder of Joffrey which Elena stu- stood up and took credit for right before she died. Right. So, so, technically so you're right. It was, it was her final fuck you to, to, to uh, Jamie and Cersei right before she died. Right. But, that, but I'm saying it, that's the stuff that will get under the skin. That's why it's not just a fuck you. It's not just like, you know, uh, Illyria Sands spitting at uh, Cersei's feet, which yep. you can brush off. Oh, right, right. Especially because now they can't take evil, true j- Evil justice against her because, or vengeance right. against her because she's dead. But right. I, I hope uh, Elena burns in the pits of hell when she's dead because she's the reason oh, her own daughter, probably. her own daughter, was is dead. Right. Well, the reason a lot of people are dead. <laughs> right. And uh, one fundamental difference is that Elena at least seemed she did what she felt she had to do. Her biggest regret is that she underestimated Cersei. Didn't sure realize just how far just how I'm far sure. Cersei was going to go. I'm sure Fidel Castro felt the same way too. Oh, I had to do what I had to do because it was for uh, No, I don't think he felt. I don't think it was the same thing. I think so. I think so. No, I think you just are trying to find ways to justify your hatred of characters that are. That's that's. No, you, you could be. You could be right, but Elena's justifying. Oh, I did things because it was for the house, even if they were evil. Is is what a lot of bad people say. Oh, I, oh, oh, I had to kill... I'm not, I'm not arguing that Elena is the good person. I'm, no. I'm arguing that she's awesome. But she also, <laughs> I think, tried doing the, doing the least harm possible. I suppose she, ne- she never... There were certain limits that she had. She never would have blown up the sept. Oh, I'm not saying she would have done that, but I have to disagree that she did little harm possible because it had that been the case. She, uh, okay, I can see why she wanted Tyrion to get killed because he's a Lannister and she hates all Lannisters. But to no, it him, was unfortunate. There was no way around it. Oh no, she I wasn't expecting I him to get blamed. I don't think she she liked Tyrion anyway because he was a Lannister. So it's like, oh, good. Not only did I kill Joffrey, but I also got another brother to be killed because he's going to be executed. So I, I'm doing great here. I'm sure she's she's loving it all. I mean, I, I don't think that's the case. I don't know. Um, she had conversations with Tyrion, didn't she? She didn't hate him. Well, then, 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 uh, um, then she's a scumbag for letting him go on trial and not trying to save him. 
What was she supposed to do, Let's Phil? Let's move on. She she could have had the the. Let's move on. The her her son, her I mean her grandson, who was one of the greatest fighters in in history. Yeah, I have an idea. Let's move on. The the, the Prince of Flowers could have fought for for. Hey, for, you know what would be fun? Moving on. All right, let's move on. All right. <laughs> <laughs> right, 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 because Mike is going to defend her and 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 uh, oh. and whatever, and, I, and I'm not going to. So, yeah, um, yeah. Regardless of who you like better, I don't think you can argue that that final scene wasn't just awesome. It was, it yeah. was, but I, I uh, I've always stayed. Let it go. She's dead, and she's off Let the Let it go! All right. Yeah, it's very well. Oh, right. my God. Which which now leaves, if we're keeping score, uh, the twins, Dorn. Which twins? The twins. The, oh, the place. The place. Okay. Dorn. Uh, um... What, do you, what, do you what, about, what about the twins? The twins are in, in chaos. There's no one leaving it. Well, I'm saying, you have the twins, Dorn... Yeah. Uh, oh, the, Dawn's in Chaos too, right? Right. Yeah. The the Reach, all kind of. What's the Reach? I'm I'm not familiar. That, that's that's the Tyrells. They're they're those families. The ones that ran oh. them are are gone. Oh, they're all gone. I see. What you, oh, in the Baratheons, if you right. Really and yeah. the Baratheons are done. Uh, and there's a good chance we're going to be seeing the end of the Greyjoys because I think there's just three of those left. Right. And yeah. one of them, and we know one of them is not having any more children. Right. Uh-huh. And by the way, and how, another how, one how, is probably going to get her head chopped off soon. How pathetic is Theon? Right, he's, he's really gosh. pathetic. I, I, you know, because I'm wondering, there has to be a redemption for this character. Otherwise, why would they be showing us all this? Just to say, hey, you know this pathetic guy? He's even patheticer now. And just next week, we're going to make him more pathetic, and there's never going to be anything but patheticness from this character. He's got to redeem himself eventually. Well, right? again, I'll make the argument. What was he supposed to do last week? Yeah, there was nothing. Honestly, if he had fought, he was, was going to get take it. his dagger and it's... lick it with his wrist really quick so it stabbed Piss Boy in the eye. What he should have done is what the only thing he could have done was, honestly, was was die an honorable death because or 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 escape one or the other. There was only two solutions because he was dead. <laughs> He was well, either half and, and apparently dead. everybody who hauled him out of the water thinks he should have died an honorable death. Right, because they're Greyjoys, they're Ironborn, and the Ironborn have really messed up sets of priorities. That's true. That's true. <laughs> he should have died trying to save his sister miserably, getting himself killed, getting his sister killed in all likelihood, right. uh, and, and, and changing nothing whatsoever except that he would have been dead. If there, was, there, was, there was no glory. I mean, they maybe would have seen glory in his death but there would be no point to his death other right. than the fact that he would be dead and i don't think he and he didn't obviously we said last week he didn't jump overboard out of a sense of logical analysis he's still dealing with trauma from being tortured as reek mm-hmm. and abuse and he was a weak character to begin with who's been made even weaker yeah his redemption if he's had any at this point came in the the saving of sansa for which we will never forgive him um <laughs> oh for crying out loud but the question is right. So, if that was to be his redemption, why is he still around? So, uh, yes, he probably still has a role to play. We just don't know what it's going what to be. Maybe, right maybe, now. maybe he and Varys will sail off into the seas together. Who knows? 
they'll make sweet cockless love. They'll they'll be fingering each other's bums. <laughs> I don't I, I don't I don't think either of them are one of them's asexual and the other one is is a heterosexual. So I don't I don't think any of that would happen. We, we were being funny, Phil. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Uh, I, I I'm sorry. There was I, I let out crickets and I apologize. All right. Anyway, so that's is that the episode? Did we cover everything? I'm trying to think of something we missed. I don't think there's anything. Just the just the fight scene that Castle Rock. Oh, we um, saw Braun for a second. A moment of Braun. Oh, Tali. We saw Tali joined up with Jamie. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. So uh, Yoron destroyed the entire. Danny's fleet that brought uh, Sully to Castle Rock. So now they're forced to, as sh- during the exposition moment between Jamie and um, Alana, Alana, that yeah. So they're forced to Sully are now forced to walk because there's no more ships. So they're going to have to walk across the entire continent to ever get back to. That's Danny. a long trip, and, yeah. and there is no and there is no Uber. Actually, that's not true. Nowadays, they just do the Scotty thing, right? So, so, so they'll be there th- next week. <laughs> I mean, your, your oh. arm was there after, was it your right. just on one side? Yeah, the teleportation going on for sure. <laughs> yeah, I'm in Cape Landon. Wait, I'm in Castle Rock. <laughs> well, okay. I think I think what we're going to have happen is now that Daenerys has tried uh, having a war on two fronts, she's realized that failed. Uh, she'll go with Plan B, which is uh, to fight a land war in Asia. And if that doesn't work, she's going to invade Russia. And uh, we'll see how all those play out for her. I, I don't know. I, for the next time on, it looks like uh, Danny's uh, running out of patience and is going to mount her dragon. Well, she was going to uh, this week, right? And she was talked out of it. Right. I think this is where uh, Elena Tyrell's final words will come in. The You're a dragon, be a dragon. Right. right. Um, or wait a minute. Was it? Or was, he, or was she a shoe? Was she a shoe? Be a shoe? <laughs> no, it was no. dragon. Be a dragon. Yeah. Um, and so... Right, well, will... we already know what's going to happen, right? I mean, the Lannisters' army is going to get taken out by the dragons, probably. We can hope. Right, well, the whole idea is to reverse. In any story, you reverse expectations. So they set everything up to show this is going to be a cakewalk for Danny's forces. Oh, well, no, we fucked up. It's not going to be a cakewalk for Danny's forces. Now they're in real trouble, and then they're really going to get her when Cersei rolls out her great big crossbow to shoot at the dragons. Right. We forgot, and, we forgot about that. And I think that's where the next reversal will end up kind of coming in. I don't know if anything's going to happen that uh, will obviously save them besides just unleashing the dragons and raining down hellfire. So Unleash now, the hounds. Now, she made specific reference to the fact that the Dothraki were hanging out at Dragonstone this episode. So it's yeah, Dothraki right here on Dragonstone. Yep. Does she have any ships left to get them to King's Landing? Uh, for for plot convenience, I'm sure she does. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. They'll they'll have the Dragon Iron Island ferry take them back and forth. <laughs> right. The same but, one but, that brought M- Melisandre over. <laughs> but the Dothraki aren't going to be fighting because they're going to be. Uh, Digging up Ossidian. Uh, I think they'll be diverted. They'll find yeah. others. I'm, I'm pretty sure, given the priority of, of uh, 
attacking uh, King's Landing or digging to the city, and Danny's going to make her folks go attack King's Landing. But what about John? She'll, though? How- she'll, she'll be nice to a, to a point, but she's not going to lose her chance to take the Iron Throne. Right, and then this is where Sean Fox comes in, is that she will be leading what's left of a decimated Westeros from the Night King. Because, right. Because they need that obsidian. They need it. They do. If they only believed him. Right. Exactly. Well, and this is the where the idea of warging comes in, because they point out, hey, you know, Mother of Dragons, unburnt, not arrowproof. <laughs> right. So this is where the idea of you can get Bran to warg into Drogon... Well, I think we all agree if there's going to be one dragon left, it would be Drogon. Right. right. Um, well, and, and, and Mike, speaking of arrows, they did make a good point in this episode when Danny says, I'm going to take the dragons and go attack Cersei's. And they say, well, okay, the dragons may be fine, but they, the arrows still can kill you. Right. Yeah, so, and you're too important. So, you're right. So, if they can control the dragons, walk into the dragons without having someone riding them, Mm-hmm. that could work. Right, it would be like riding inside the tank instead of outside the tank. <laughs> right, right. right. And, and, and I don't think the crossbows are like bazookas, which can blow up the tank. No, right. those crossbows, I don't know, man. I It's Quaburn, he's a brilliant, he's the best. Oh, whatever. The I villains are the I best. Just, <laughs> I, I, just, I wonder if, Did you see um, the meme that Chris Genro put up on the page this week? I no. had a picture of the crossbow, then I had a picture of Drogon saying, yes. I can zigzag, bitch. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That, that was good. Um, yeah. take, a, take a look if you can, uh, if you watch the episode. There, there's a great shot of when you first get into the, the throne room in King's Landing of Kyburn standing next to the mountain. Uh-huh. And, and it, just the way it's framed, just how much more massive the mountain is compared to Kyburn. Dude, now, if well, I think, he is, I think he is. I think he is that big. Yeah, he is. Oh, that yeah. Big in her life. Yeah, yeah. Well, and in fairness, I'm pretty sure Kyburn is standing like several feet back, so it makes him even look even smaller. But the way it's <laughs> shot, you can't tell that. Right. But it's it's just such a, an awesome framing shot to see just how massive the mountain is compared to the others. Right. 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 Yep. No, I'm gonna look this up. Um. I gotta find him first. I gotta. I'm just looking up how tall this guy is. Icelandic. He's Icelandic. Are oh, you gonna do? Ask Ask Siri. Can Can dragon zigzag? And his name he, is Half Thor uh, Bjornsson, and he is. He's like a muscle man or something. Oh, he yeah he Olympian uh, or something. At one time. I'm looking at his bio right now. He is six foot nine. Um, and right. on. January 31st, 2015, he beat a thousand-year-old record uh, set by Orm Storlsson at the World's Strongest Viking Competition in Norway, where he carried a 10-meter-long, 650-kilogram log for five steps. I have no idea what that means, because it's in, it's in that weird metric system. You mean the, the weird system the rest of the world uses? Exactly. The, uh, no, 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 <laughs> I, no. Liberia doesn't use it either. That's right. <laughs> here, I'll do the conversion to uh, Google to the rescue. 
Uh, that's uh, 1,433 pounds. And, and, and the, the meters? Uh, meters? It said steps. No, no, there was two metrics you used. The, the kilo, the, you carried the, it for five steps. Oh, all right. I saw, I saw you said two. There was a, oh, oh, sorry. It's, it's 10 meters long. That's 33 yeah, yeah. feet. 33. Okay. okay. So, that's, so yeah. that's 10 yards. That's just over 10 yards. 11 yards. Yeah. It's actually 11 yards. Yeah. 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 Okay. It's, uh, yeah. So, it's a, a, a first down plus. strong man, is what it comes down to. Yeah. But basically, he's, he's an NBA basketball player, but with the fo- a build of a football player. But, but the question he's, is, is he's he, Antonio Gates. The question, the question is, is he man enough for Gwendolyn Christie? That's what I want to know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, she's only six feet. Six three. Oh, she's really, she's oh, she's actually six tall, three? Yeah. yeah. I looked oh. it up because, because some, they were discussing something online about. <laughs> there have been some um, pictures around the internet around Comic-Con and saw a p- couple pictures of her standing next to people. I'm like, Whoa. She is tall. Right. If she's 6'3", and then she's probably using three-inch heels on top of that. Yeah, so she's like 6'6", yeah. six, six probably. It's like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, yeah there, there, was, there was some discussion about the... the so she's of- as tall as me, without the heels. <laughs> right. Yeah. Christ, that's pretty Wait, tall. Wait, you're wearing heels? No, no, I'm 6'3", I'm but oh, I would have oh, to use oh, okay. so, so So if she wears heels, then she's even taller than me by three inches, probably. Gotcha. All right. Yeah, it's like holy shit. It's crazy. Well, my brother, uh, my brother's only like five nine or five ten, and no five nine, I think. And and he used to wear cowboy boots that were like an inch and a half heels on, on purpose to make himself look taller. I just accepted the fact that I'm short. I understand. It happens. It is what it and, is. And bald. <laughs> I embraced my baldness. Yeah, it happens. I guess. It happens. Um, now we got some uh, uh, stuff from uh, Facebook uh, messages from uh, some Let's of our. Hurry up. All right, all right. It's it's uh, very quick, very quick. Uh, we have to give give dibs to our our Facebook contributors, which are uh, folks contributors. Uh, contributors. Yep, that would be contributors. Dark, yep, dark <laughs> discussions podcast. Facebook. Even though they're all even evil. Docs Discussions Podcast Facebook group. Shel Barkley says, I am curious to see what Cersei thinks now that it will come to light that Elena is the one that murdered Joffrey. Will she want to go after Tyrion with a vengeance still because he killed Tywin? Okay, so. Yes. I thought that her revenge on Ilaria and Tyrene was brutal, making Ilaria live in the dungeon and watch her daughter die and then rot. Yikes. You have to give Cersei credit. She has learned something from her former husband and father about strategy. Um, I do I, believe... Yeah, I don't know about Robert. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I mean, her father, he was ruthless, but I don't know. Anyway, but that's... And, and to be fair, we don't know how much she learned about strategy versus Jamie or Mr. Tarly. Right. Yeah, And they all lived under the Mad King, so they... they what what he did too. So. Um, I do believe Jamie has some say in what is going on with the army, but I feel like Cersei's is the main chess player. You also have to give it to Elena. She just had to get those last jabs in. So, question for you, gents. This is looking ahead a bit, but we do know that Arya is on her way back to Winterfell. 
I firmly believe she will be the demise of Littlefinger. I was thinking how great it would be if she could wear Sansa's face to kill Littlefinger. However, are the faces that she wears all from dead people? Did she have to kill a serving wench at the twins just to be able to kill Frey? Or was it a face she brought along with her? Wondering what you thought of that. I thought the episode was amazing. Each one gets better and better. I have to think that we only have a few left. Um, now, honestly... That's an interesting I, question. I'm not sure. I, I don't think it it matters if she used Sansa's face or not, because I don't think she's... Well, that's not true. Because I was thinking like the mob, right? When the mob kills people, they just walk up to you and they shoot you in the head. They don't, you know, go... <laughs> the reason we're killing you is because we killed this you did this and, and we already murdered your daughter ha 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 no the, the mob just goes up to you and shoots you in the head and so technically I never felt that telling someone all these horrible things right before they die matters because a second later they're dead anyway so feel better. That's, that's it it's for the murderer not for the person that's being murdered because the person that's being murdered is dead whether they knew those things or, or not so it doesn't even matter so I don't know if it ma- matters if she... I think you're missing the question. Okay, what's that? The question is does Arya have to use the face of somebody who's dead or can it be anybody's face? Yeah, I know. I've, I've, I've heard that too because of like she mentioned here, the serving wench. Right. Uh, people were asking on the Reddit and Red Bull people were asking that, like... It's a valid question. I, I don't think that's been a, I don't think it's been firmly established. Right, and, and I think that. Well, remember, serving it, wench. Let me. Sorry, Mike. Okay, so let me finish my thought here. Uh, if it's not the face, and the actual face of a dead person, then why would they have to have that room full of all those faces at the House of Black and White? You know, um, I mean, can you just take one of those and it's magic, and it can be anybody, or are those all individual faces of dead people? And I, I agree with you on that, Eric, because, yeah, I, I would assume that people have to be passed away because well, if she they... didn't become Walter Frey until she had killed Walter Frey. Right. So it's not. Yeah, it's it's unclear, but it, that might be the case. It might have to be a dead person. And then it would and, just be too easy for her to put on like Cersei's face and. Right. Or, you and, know. And, and tell the troops that go kill Jamie or something. Yeah. I mean, it would be way too powerful if she could just put on anybody's face. Right, you have to have yeah. a limitation, and as far for the, the serving wench, she was a serving wench. Uh, if she learned anything from the second season posing as a serving wench, it's that nobody gives a shit about the serving wench. Right. So she could have put on any woman's face and right. acted the serving wench. So I don't think she had to kill somebody to play the serving wench. Well, I, I assume she had to, the person that she put the face on was of a dead person, though. Right, but I'm saying it wasn't. She didn't have to kill somebody right, to do that. Right. Well, and, so she, and oh, right, she could have just stole it from the house, is what you're saying. Right, which yeah. would have been just any face, not not one. Right. It was, so she didn't have to kill like Walder Frey's favorite serving wench. Right, and Walder Frey. But I think she had to start said, with one face that she took from the house probably. of black and white because she didn't she replace it with the wave's face. No, 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 no. What it was, it was the girl that died. And she took that girl's face, the one that she had to bathe the body. She took that girl's face to kill the head of the king's guard. You know, chop. You know, when he, she poked out his guy's eyes. 
and then she put that oh, back. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then my guess, and we definitely know that it wasn't a serving wench that she killed because at the phrase because the phrase man the wall of phrase says i don't know you are you new here where's the right. regular okay yeah, yeah yeah all right yeah. and and stuff but it wouldn't surprise me if i did kill just some random person because at this point it wouldn't surprise me that to do what she wants to do or get her vengeance that collateral damage would not be something she would frown upon yeah, yeah, I think you're right there. Uh, I kind of enjoyed when she ran to Hot Pie. Because <laughs> she, she totally just dropped this line without any emphasis, but I thought it was awesome when Hot Pie said something about uh, the secret of the crust is something he did with the butter. And she was just like, yeah, I didn't do that with my pies. <laughs> that well, Yeah, we forgot to mention that last week. Yeah, that, that was a pretty awesome little one-liner. It was, it was. Um, let's see, Frank Tesh. Uh, on Facebook group, wrote uh, the episode, Too Much Talk, Not Enough Action. Um, Sean Fox, as we know, in his email said that um, it's too bad they don't have the, the battle scenes, uh, but again... Uh, what, what did Frank say? Uh, too Much Talk, Not Enough Action. Oh, the this episode. part of the show. Yeah. yeah. Uh, some people would say that, yeah. Well, it's uh, funny, I, I, read, I read one review that complained that everything was happening too fast, and you know what happened to all the the wonderful, and I think they were serious, the, the travel scenes that we loved so much in the earlier seasons, and I'm pretty sure that's what everyone hated, you know, was, right. was you know, taking five episodes to, to get across the sea, or, you know, it's... And, and oh, yeah. I think what's going on, I, I think I can explain it, which is that uh, in earlier seasons, they had to concentrate much more closely on tying in with the narrative of the books. Because even though they changed some stuff, uh, they were they were keeping it pretty close, and yeah, they did some little manipulation to replace this character with one that didn't exist, and yada yada. But for the most part, it was the same plot. Uh, whereas now that they're getting past where the written book's uh, plot leaves off, they've got a lot more freedom to just move things along at the speed that they want. So I think if they could have done it this way the whole time, they would have done it this way the whole time, uh, and now they can, so they are. Does that make sense? Yeah, plus as the series is going on, the actors are getting more expensive. Um, <laughs> True. That's yeah, another yeah. part. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, they've always done this with, with the battle scenes anyway, because, I mean, the big battle between Rob Stark and Jamie Lannister, they basically just have Tyrion run uh, through the field and get knocked out, and then when he wakes up, the battle's over. You know, so they, they've been doing this for a while. Again, probably for financial reasons. Um and so they have to pick and choose what ones they want to do. Right. Plus yeah. this is this is all like when I played with like Matchbox or Hot Wheels cars when I was a kid, you you could spend like an hour setting everything up just to end up having everything crash together in the biggest possible right. physically impractical car crash ever in the history of imagination. And that's what they've been doing for six seasons. Right. It is now time to let the cars fly <laughs> right. right that's a pretty good analogy and that that's what they're doing okay they're they're knocking those dominoes down and and this is this is the payoff yes i would love i love the characters i would love to spend more time with the characters and i would totally watch a movie that was just varus and littlefinger having lunch 
and having a conversation. But that's not the thrust of the, the series. It has to come to its conclusion. Oh, yeah. I mean, you could even argue that some of the the also-rans, like Marjorie, or uh, Lady Elena, or even, even some of the villains like Ramsey and Joffrey, were more interesting or better developed characters than some of the lead characters. Like Sansa? You know? Joffrey... <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 I was going to say, gonna say uh, Danny myself. But. I knew you were going to get that one in. It was too yeah. easy. Uh, no, Joffrey was a complete asshole, but man, was he a great asshole. Oh, he was awesome. The villains in the show are fantastic. Yeah. They're, they're just awesome. And, and, even, and even the quote-unquote good villains, like Elena, are awesome too. And, and we all knew that a lot of these weren't going to make it because they weren't focused on you know, you notice that the ones that are surviving to the end are the ones that were there at the the first season, right? You know, so oh, except for the Baratheons, but oh, oh no, no, I mean the people that are actually survived right now that we have left in this episode, like Danny, Tyrion, Jamie, Cersei, Sansa, Jon Snow, they were all introduced in season one. True. Yeah, with with a couple, but with uh, a handful of exceptions, but. Uh... Well, some like, of the other great characters like Marjorie and Stannis and Elena weren't in episode season right. one, and they're all dead. Right, but we also, but also, we lost a lot of characters from season one too. So, indeed, indeed. Yep. Like, but 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 we we don't really have any from prior seasons that haven't been lost, except maybe Yara. Yara's like, I mean, and she's about to go too. So it's encouraging. It means I might get my wish and see Pissboy die. Impossible. Yeah, yeah. It's, you never know. So, um, it is falling. Die, no matter how. Die. No, no matter how um, original the show is, it does have some of the the standard storytelling things, which is characters introduced, point of view at the very beginning of the series are still the ones now and are the most likely to be left at the end, the very end. Yes. Yes. Although uh, it's foolish to hang your hopes on any one of them, because uh, yep, yeah, we saw what happened to Ned. Yep, yep, exactly. And and you could argue he was the best, one of the best characters too. He was. Yep. Yeah, he was I, awesome. I'd like to point out, Hot Pie's still around. <laughs> he is. He, yeah, but yeah, that's right. And he was a hashtag a, team se- Hot Pie. Season two, I think. Yeah, he was um, season two. Uh, David Michael Foley writes uh, tonight. Cersei's was my hero. What a kiss! Exclamation point. <laughs> and it was what a kiss, that's for sure. Um, so yeah. Um, let's see. Anything else? Any any uh, guesses? Anyone? Uh, I think Danny's going to lose patience next week and uh, and kicks the ass. Something. He's, she's going to set something on fire. Um, John do her isn't going to bend a knee. Uh, I think he might go on his way with his obsidian if he can't talk sense into Danny, which it doesn't look like he's going to do. Uh, Sansa will continue to fend off Littlefinger at Winterfell, uh, have some more confusing conversations with Bran. Uh, the Unsullied are going to walk a lot. <laughs> um, what about uh, the, Lan- the, the Lannisters are going to pay off their debt, and so they'll be okay with the Bank of Bravos. Arya, Arya might make it to Winterfell next episode. We'll see. If that's where she's heading. What about yeah. the Hound? Oh, we haven't seen the Hound in a couple episodes, have we? No. Now, I'd like to see him again. I don't know where he's headed, though. Do we know? Uh, we don't. Okay. 
Yeah, we don't. And, I, I, would, and, I would love to see that out again. I, I would love to see them do... Like, I was bummed when they didn't have a scene between Ed and Bran at the at the Night's Watch. Um, that would have been kind of interesting to see. And, you know, they just skip over that. And I would like to see... Uh, uh, that the Norwegian actor, the the guy that plays the the wildling leader, Torben. Uh, Torben, yeah, I would like to see him up there. Uh, you know, w- little cut scenes would have been cool to have for these smaller roles, I think. But I guess we're not going to get them. Yeah, and uh, what else was I going to say? I had something in there. Uh, oh, uh, the Lannisters, maybe. No. Uh, I think they're. I think the Lannisters just have to pretty much be in a holding position at this point, right? Well, they're going to get the money, right? We and they we got the it, money. Yeah, they're going to pay that. off the bank. Yeah, they yeah. have food yeah. for the army, but they're still trying. Like I think they're a little bit. All their forces are over on the other side of the continent from Danny right now, right? Yeah. Well, they're they're south southwest. I think, yeah. So, okay. yeah, they may actually even be as far away from Castle Rock, I mean, uh, uh, King's Landing, as the Sully are, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Unsullied are on the opposite side of King's Landing. Right. So they'd have to, like, run across. But I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think the, the Reach is on the same side as well. Mm. Yeah, but but it's southwest. And, and distance-wise, I think it's, as far away, but I'm not. I can't be sure without looking at a map. Uh, maybe Jorah will make it back to Dragonstone. Oh yeah, Jorah. Yeah. Um, Sam will copy some scrolls. Maybe find something interesting. Uh, I'd like to see some more of Nymeria. Um, the wolf, not the snad snake. Uh, <laughs> She's dead. Um, right. <laughs> um, God damn! There was something else I was going to mention that out of my brain well you're thinking that um sam sam's story is odd now too because now that he's hailed jorah and he's told john about obsidian oh who knows where his story is going going there i remembered i was just gonna say i think it would be really cool if we saw a reunion between Arya and the hound because those oh, yeah. two when they were together were my favorite that was awesome yeah, yeah i liked it oh gentry gentry there's rumors here. everybody this isn't even even a rumor. This is, was announced before the season started that he's going to make an appearance sometime this season. <laughs> I, I laugh so hard if they just if, like his first appearance on the screen is he's still rowing that goddamn boat <laughs> with huge arm muscles and atrophied legs. But um, it's, it's become a meme, right? Yeah. Oh God, people were complaining how long it took Danny to get to Westeros. Um. <laughs> No, I, I suspect, I don't know when it will be, I think we're going to get a hard home. It'll be one of those things that nobody knows is coming, and it'll be just dropped in our laps. Um, will be, uh, will be the, the, the whites taking the wall. Alright. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking, Mike, uh, that'll probably happen. I bet it'll be the last episode of the season, because it's like you said, Mike, uh, this is the season... For the battle of Westeros, and then next season will be the battle of the against the the others. Probably. I think that's a pretty sound guess. 
Yeah, and so uh, they'll probably show a few more flashes of the others this season just to, you know, have it, like, the black cloud over everything. But, mm-hmm. um, and they're going to be talked about continuously because Jon Snow, that's all he's, he's talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, well, as it should be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, I mean, he's trying, he's, he's, he's trying to be Paul Revere and nobody's fucking listening to him. <laughs> The White Walkers are coming. The White Walkers are coming. Ah, shut well, up. I'm going back to sleep. Well, that's the thing. Uh, the North believes him, but uh, everybody else down south just wants to fight for the the Iron Throne. So. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I know. It's like when Danny says "bend," it's like, who cares about this nonsense? And, well, and but that's, that's what, what John's like, trying to tell her, but she just can't. See. And then that's why Tyrion says, "Then just bend your knee. Who cares?" And, but right. it's like you said, Mike. It's like yeah, he's not going to do that for honor and for the for his people because if he did that, his people would think he's a traitor. Right, right. and it's it might be something that he might do if he found somebody who was worthy because otherwise he probably would. But he's trying to handle the situation as diplomatically as possible. But I do think that you're getting sort of what we I referenced in the George Romero episode about Dawn of the Dead, which is the they're all getting getting distracted by the stuff in the mall. And not worried about the zombies building up outside the gates. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, anyway. All right. So, uh, next week, uh, um, the episode's name is The Spoils of War. So, obviously, that has to be, probably be reference to uh, the money in Bravos. Yeah. Um, and that's going to be directed by Matt Shackman. And we'll worry about who he is next week uh, to be announced who the writers are. And then episodes five, six, and seven, there's um, no information of title or writers, only directors. And we'll talk about them as we get closer as well. Uh, th- I'm disappointed, though. There's no uh, Miguel Shaposhnik this year. <laughs> yeah. I like saying that name. And he's yes, not here you know. Show. Yes. So, all right. So, uh DarkDiscussions.com. Send in your emails. Uh, Sean Fox, we need a new email. Send one out in for uh, next week. And uh, anybody else, please email DarkDiscussions at AOL.com or go to the Facebook group, Dark Discussions Podcast, and join and comment about uh, the episode and podcast there. And we will read your comments on and your emails on the episode. And with that stated, Eric, why don't you listen? out? All right. Thanks for tuning in and listening to us talk about the Queen's Justice. Come back next week. We'll talk about the spoils of war.